0: You're tuned in to House Smarts Radio with Lou Manfredini. Now's the time to call in with your home improvement questions. And when we pick up, we'll say, Hello, I love you, won't you tell me? And then you'll say, Hello, or, Hello, Hello, darkness, my old friend. And then we'll say, Good morning. And then you'll say, I need some. And then Lou will jump in and say, here he is now, Lou Manfredini and House
1: Smarts Radio.
0: Hill, that's me. a strong
2: 609
3: in the morning, Lou Manfredini, House Smarts Radio. Good morning. 857 Lou. 8575574568. 857 Good morning to Lindsay. Morning to Andy. Dave Schwan is in this morning. Hello, everybody. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Well, was always like I happy new, new Year, day. by the way. I haven't talked right. to you since before the New Year. Happy New Year. New year. We're going to squeak that in before we get to February, because then that's... <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> then it's way to too it. late. Right. I, I think I'm going to start a thing where in May, I just say to people, Happy New Year. Oh, I'm for that. <laughs> Let's go good. to May right like now. crazy. <laughs> What's the matter with that guy? It's May. Uh... I got a note from uh, Ryan Burrow that uh, Schwani was sitting in this morning. I go, oh, he's got to bring his A game for the word of the day. Schwani oh, loves the word I of the day. I was hoping we would do this. I'm looking oh. forward to it. You With bet, Schwani. We have a whole we have a whole compiled list from last year that you know <laughs> we got all the words and so Lindsay is hard at work getting new, uh, words for 2024 and we have a good one today. That's good. a fun word. Great. I like you when you said it. I know. <laughs> I did. I did. You're right. <laughs> I did. Coming up after 7 o'clock this morning, we'll have the word of the day this morning. So everybody's doing well. Uh, we're excited about football. Oh, yeah. Right? This oh, weekend? Yeah. Wait, so um, oh, yeah. my, you know, Mike Jakubowski, my good buddy, he's a big Packer fan. And so we had a huge party. Uh, where we just had people over and we watched the game last week. And his kids are <clears throat> mostly Packer fans. His son-in-law, who grew up in, uh, Christopher, who grew up in... Uh, michigan is a, a lions fan so hmm. that's kind of fun right yeah the, that's the really lions fun. is a great story right yes well i love my friend mike and i love his family and i don't like the packers <laughs> Lindsay. i know you're a packer fan i and mean Andy and i share this disdain yes. it's just not i'm just not a packer fan and nope. and i you know and i think most bears fans uh, uh shawnee bears fan oh yeah um and we i agree to disagree with friends that are packers fans exactly also. And, yeah. and, and but but so I was having I was ribbing everybody throughout the game, you know, having a little fun like oh yeah there they are, they're stinky, you know, they're they're no good and um and but then kind of looked like they were going to win the game and then they they lost and then I was kind of, you know, ribbing them a little bit but then I kind of felt badly. You know, cuz I'm like then I thought, well, these are my friends and they're Aww. sad. And then Lindsay <laughs> sent me this uh uh, video of your husband David with his buddy watching okay. the game, and they were so excited at some uh, play. Like right. David was jumping up and down. I think he was in his pajamas, but that's a whole other story. Uh. And um, and uh, <laughs> okay, and right, well, you know, it's, it's superstition. Um, <clears throat> but so anyway, <laughs> yesterday um, in the afternoon, my wife and I were helping out with. You can stay with me on this story. Mike and Chris Jakubowski's grandsons, so their daughters' sons cooper and mason in the afternoon we were watching those so we're kind of like grandparents once removed which is awesome because you can totally load them up with sugar even more than the regular grandparents but so the youngest son cooper the little guy what is he like one and a half maybe he's the cutest guy and he's you know just kind of learning to talk and whatever and so i'm going hey coop i go the green bay packers are p.u. U." <laughs> So all afternoon, that's what I was teaching him oh, to do. And my he would I'm giggle. Sure. He loved, he thought, he thought PU was the funniest thing in the world. Oh my I'd God. go, hey, Coop, the Green Bay Packers are PU. And he'd be like, <laughs> you know, giggling. Which is, uh, uh, Steve Cochran, when he was on this radio station, said something once, which I totally agree with. He said, the greatest sound in the world is kids uh, giggling. A giggling oh, yeah. child, yeah. A giggling Agreed. child, yeah. right? It is just the best. And he had this that. giggle. So then Mike uh, shows up. Uh, you know, we had him, we had uh, them over for dinner for a little party. And uh, I go, hey, hey, come here. Let me show you what, I, what Cooper and I were working on. <laughs> I go, hey, Coop, the Green Bay Packers are. There. And he looks at me and he goes, did he that's know awesome. what you meant when you first said he it? Because that was an like old, a parent, he, re- he repeated right? it. It was great. That's awesome, right? I wouldn't say it, it wasn't a bad word. It was just <laughs> funny, and so I, I think we're not going to be watching them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the last time. Was right. it? No more. No more. So, anyway, that's funny. Uh, so, word of the day coming up, and uh, we're going to be taking your calls at 857 uh, 557 8-5-7-5-5-7-4, Lou, eight five seven 557 4568. We're here till 10 o'clock this morning. I am so glad to be here and happy to uh, get to the phone lines here and let's help some people out. This is Tommy in Romeoville. Tommy, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing great. What's going on? Uh, do we have a clear connection? It's fine.
4: Okay, I talked to you about three weeks ago about some Samsung equipment that I bought down at my personal home in Clearwater, Florida.
3: I remember that call.
4: Okay, that is working great. Now, when I came home, I have a commercial building that was built in 1983 over here on Joliet and Bluff Road in Romeoville. Okay. Um, I have an office here that has five uh, spots in it, and. I have ceilings that are drop ceilings that are 10 foot high. Above that is another 10 feet above it. Wow. There's a rafter system inside. So what I did is I bought another used or slightly damaged Samsung high-end dryer. It's a gas dryer. I have gas and electricity, but I wanted to try something. Please don't laugh at me, because it is actually working. I did not hitch up the gas line to it. What I did is I took a small pusher ventilation fan that you use in your ductwork, a round ductwork. Okay. I took it all the way up under the ceiling to about about a foot away from the top of the ceiling, and I put an air filter on it that you would use in your in your uh, furnace. Okay. I brought it all the way down to the bottom. And where the, ga- the, the exhaust gas goes out, I didn't connect it up there. I directed a new pipe that's on the side there, which, if you want to, you can whittle another hole in it. It is set up so that you can exhaust it on the side. I just used that utilization to get the air into the cabinet. I kind of sealed it off a little bit with some duct tape. Ducts are good, duct tape is great. What I did then is I turned on that small ventilation pusher fan that you can buy for $20. I utilized that to bring the hot air off the ceiling 20 feet ahead of me up on top where all the hot air is at. Then I brought it all the way down into the cabinet and when I turn on the dryer, I'm just drying on the dryer side that says, timer for just tumble dry so I'm not trying to heat up the air anymore at this point I'm just utilizing the air that's up on the ceiling uh 20 feet up in the air it's very clean air like I said I took an air filter for a furnace and I just put it on the top of it
3: right
4: it's actually working Lou.
3: so okay so you have a dryer, it happens to be a gas dryer, and you're... I bought it
4: specifically for that, okay, right.
3: Okay, but you, the gas is not connected. None whatsoever. So you're, when you turn the dryer on, you're just putting it on the air fluff mode. Yes. But the air that you're grabbing from the ceiling 20 feet up, you're directing... Where, like, how is the how is the dryer bringing that air in
4: through the side? You could either exhaust from the back or on the side of these cabinets. There's another hole there,
3: a four inch hole. Right, but you're but you're the exhaust pipe that the on the air dry is just blowing out of the back of the unit, correct or outside. Oh, outside. So I corrected
4: you... that air outside to okay. take the moisture outside of the building. Got it.
3: And then you took this air from above, and you're just using that next to the unit where that's where it's drawing the air.
4: It's bringing it down 20 feet. Right. It's going through a, like a little pusher fan that you right. talk about right. when you want to push air. Right. It goes into that cabinet that I got it kind of sealed off, and it's utilizing the, all the hot air up on that. Ten feet above the ceiling, down into the cabinet, and it's actually when I turn it on, it's actually drying all the clothes, and then it kicks the moisture out of the building mm-hmm. through that other side.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, uh, Tommy, don't I, laugh, okay, No, no, Little, no, 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 don't to, laugh. Tommy, are you uh, are you a book reader? Are you someone that likes to read books?
4: I help design and build the B of A security system. I have worked out at Fermi Lab like i told you yeah no no in, no argon national laboratory yeah, no no but yes i am a, I am a
3: raider okay yes i okay. am so i talked about this book uh that i just recently read called the wager which is the story of this 1700 uh era ship that shipwrecked off of the uh off of south america and these uh these uh sailors were stuck on this island for months right and uh and you would be the guy that I want to be stuck on that island with. Lou? I'm, I'm dead serious. I, I'm, not making, I'm not making fun of you. Lou? I'm here.
4: I'd like to file a patent pending with you on this idea. Do you think we could do this?
3: Well, I, I, I don't know that you want to file it with me. I, I think that...
4: I want to file it with you because, Lou, you have helped me and other people around the country That's- so many times. If we can make a couple of nickels on this idea, I want you to have one of them.
3: You're very kind. Uh, I, I no, t- I'm not. I'm a realistic. Well, I, I, I think that you're very inventive. I, I do like your... Uh, I like your how your mind thinks, and I love that kind of stuff, so...
4: Now, at a later date, if I want to hitch up the gas, I don't want an electric dryer because that takes 220. I want gas because it runs on 110. If I want to, I can utilize the gas. And then I could use the moisture side. I want you to look at what I'm talking about, Lou and I'm serious about filing some kind of thing. I don't know if Art, your show, would testify that I talked about this on this day today with you, and I would like to try to do this. Right. But Lou, I, I need somebody like you, because Lou, people far, far away respect you and give you dignity, and that's what you've been doing for all these years. And that's why I wanted to call you about
3: it today. Well, you're very kind. All right, hang on a second. Don't go anywhere, and I'll have uh, I'll have Lindsey give you uh, an email for me, and we can you know we can talk about it. We'll see what happens. We'll see if we can do that. I'm bumping up against time, Tommy. I appreciate uh, the phone call. Uh, you're listening to House Housemarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Um, we will take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. <music>
0: Most people love the weekends. A little R&R, time with the family, maybe some celebrating. Unless you have a to-do list around the house a mile long. How can I... How do I find... When do I need to... I don't know what to do. Hey, you only know what you know. And what you don't know, maybe Lou does.
3: I'm not that smart, but I'm no dummy. (laughs) Give him
0: a call with any of your home improvement questions. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio.
2: I'm only one. I'll be there to save the day Superman got
3: nothing Welcome made. back 857 5574
6: loo Come along with me and don't
3: 8575574568 I
6: just want to say it's free
3: uh, let's see. This is... Uh, oh, I went to t- I went to William and Joliet. Hi, William. Marianne? William? Are you talking to Ross? Or how about Ross? I don't even see a Ross. Hey, Hi, Ross. Ross?
1: Hey. Hi, uh, Ross. Good morning, boo. Hey, uh, LeBron, last year I called you, and it was my first year of my new cement driveway, and there was squalling, and you recommend that I... Call the cement company, have them um, patch it up a little bit and extend the warranty. Um, we did that. It was patched up. It looks sort of okay ish. This year, after the first few days of winter here, um, there is even more spalling than there was last year. Mm. Um, how do I approach the cement company when I call them again?
3: Uh, well, you, can, you need to remind me. Uh, the spalling was was happening like almost right away after it um, was it after it was installed.
1: First, yeah, it was installed on the warmest day of the year in summer. It was over a hundred degrees, mm. and um, the winter time started spalling like in like two of the the blocks. Um, now it has expanded to like four of the blocks.
3: I mean, you mean four of the sections?
1: Yeah, the sections,
3: correct. Um, you know, I, I don't know what your contract said with this uh, company, but they should probably tear out what's there and re-pour it. Okay. I don't know that you're going to get that. <clears throat> They're going to probably say, oh, we can refinish it and top coat it, but top-coating it isn't going to be a long-term solution.
1: Uh,
3: um, the other and thing... is
1: there anything I... Go ahead. I, I saw on um, grinding it down, I saw something on YouTube where they grind it down and then recode Is that
3: something? Right. <clears throat> so if they grind it down and they expose the aggregate, okay, so they'll, they'll take off the top finish. But it, it, it's it is um that process is not a uh it takes time to do right and if you're a concrete contractor and they've got a, a jackhammer on the end of a bobcat probably because a lot of them do they can break up those sections pretty quick and put down new concrete and be done probably faster than the grinding and the top coating and quite frankly you know the issue with the top coating is where we live right and uh Certainly, certainly, the last few weeks are are a testament to the weather extremes that we have. While it's not super common, we do get those sub zero weathers and that sub zero temperatures rather, and that's where the material, the top coating, just won't last. The other thing that I would tell you, you know, depending on how amiable this contractor is, you know, if if you can't get anywhere with them. There's a company out of Kenosha called Bone Dry Products, and they make a concrete sealer that will absorb into, like, the top three-eighths of an inch or so of the concrete to bond that film, that top film of the concrete, to the aggregate below. Thanks. And you could try applying that once we get a little warmer weather. But if this thing continues to get worse, as it sounds like it is, everybody's just wasting their time if they come over and add more concrete and top coat it. You said it at the beginning of the call. It looks okay-ish, right? It doesn't look great.
1: No, because there's just patches where they patched it over.
3: Right. Right, and you see the patches. And it's
1: still sort of bumpy.
3: Right, right. And other parts of the concrete are fine?
1: Yeah, because they did the sidewalk, they did the patio, that's fine. A neighbor had it done the same time as us. They were going back and forth. I walked over to their house, and theirs looked fine. No swelling.
3: Yeah. I mean, they're not going to want to do it, but... I would have him tear it out and put new concrete.
1: All right. I'll have a
3: direction to go when I call him. Good luck. I, I appreciate you calling, and good luck. That's a tough one. Hey, let's head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Dave Schwan.
0: Now back to Lou, taking your calls live right now on House Smarts Radio.
7: You get a, line and I'll get a pole, honey. You get a line. Welcome back.
3: I watched... Uh, <clears throat> what's the movie? The Flower Moon?
0: The what's the,
3: uh, what is... Uh, Under the Flower Moon? Killers. Up, what is it? Kill- isn't it killers? killers of the Flower yeah. Moon. Did you watch I, it, Andy? I have not. It's uh, heavy duty. Do- this kind of... Oh. A little bit like this, you know, kind of that era. Is it? No, there's nobody fishing, but it kind of reminded uh. me. But, uh. Gives that vibe. It's got a vibe. Uh. It's a serious movie, it's good. Um. You know, my wife is sort of a de facto member of the academy, so she's got to watch yes. all the uh, mm-hmm. movies. But I, some of those movies I can't watch. Like, I can't watch Saltburn.
0: Oh. Did you watch a, that? I did.
3: Evidently, the end is kind
0: of crazy the, it all of it yes yeah. crazy and it, what but, i
3: what i love after being married a long time andy this will happen to you too and Lindsay, you as well mary beth will watch something yeah you can't watch that so just <laughs> tell me and i'm like and then and then that's all i need i just need the affirmation to say yep i don't need to watch that i would like to watch talladega nights again you know yeah. like yes. that's what i want
0: Nacho Libre, right
3: can you tell me how to turn the hot tub on you know like that kind of stuff that's what i want <laughs> Or go um, to YouTube and just watch bloopers from Talladega Did you watch nights.
0: Adventures in Babysitting yet?
3: Okay, can I tell you? I What? Did you watch? No. Um, okay, <laughs> I was going to watch it.
0: Okay, well, I figured that you didn't, so that's why I didn't.
3: And I, <laughs> and I found it, and I was going to rent it, because can you believe you have to rent it? I mean, how old really? is that movie? Yeah, yeah I was going to rent crazy. it. Hmm. And um, then uh, I was going to wow. rent it, and Mary Beth came and said, oh, we're going to watch and we watched one, I think we oh. watched Killers of the Flower Moon mm. for three hours. Well, but probably, it's, good, it's a good movie. I would, I would recommend it. And it's a very sad, true story about the Osage Indians and what happened to them. Which is, I mean, we, people, um, uh, our, our history, you know, white people at that time, not good. Not nice people. And some would argue that we're still not. But... That one is like, what are you doing? These poor Native Americans, just being taken advantage of. It's really something. So if you want to, how long it, is it? Three hours. Mm. Oh, that's good. But it's good. I mean, it's. I mean, it's and the nice idea. thing you can, you can stream it, so you can stop and go to the bathroom, <laughs> you know, or get a cookie or something.
8: I don't know, whatever.
3: Eight five seven five five seven four. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is uh, Marianne in Bartlett. Hi, Mary Ann, you're on Marts Radio.
9: Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I have an ejector pump that is ejecting every nine minutes. I, I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm having a new check valve put in this weekend sometimes because it's making a loud boom, but I'm just worried about it going off every nine minutes. It's 33 years old.
3: Wait, it's an ejector or a sump pump?
9: No, it's an ejector pump.
3: So it connects to a toilet.
9: No, no, no. I don't even have a bathroom downstairs. It's, the water goes from a utility sink when I use it, my furnace, and my humidifier, which I have now shut off.
3: Okay. And, <clears throat> and even when you're not running the water, it's going right. off. Okay. Yeah. And the pump is 33 years old?
9: Yeah, the ejector pump is 33 years old. Okay. I got a new sub-pump. In the corner of the house that does the perimeter water. Right. Could the two be connected somehow? Because that pump is going off like crazy, too, with the warmer weather.
3: Um, well, they they shouldn't be, but it's okay. po- it's possible. So it is possible that the pit, your ejector pit because of the age, has right. worn out and is now perforated. And so oh. it, it could be that groundwater is now entering the ejector pit, and essentially, huh? in other words, is the sump pump? Do, do have you noticed? Do the sump pump and the ejector pit kind of go off simultaneously, or as, at times, or, yeah. or as often, at times, yeah. or as often? No, if, not as often.
9: The, the Ejector goes off more than the the regular sub
3: pump okay. does and you've turned off your humidifier and so there's no water yes. there's, you're not adding any water to it i mean you,
9: other than the, the high efficiency furnace spitting out water but i don't think that's enough to have uh, the pump go off.
3: not every not every <laughs> night no not every nine minutes but um you probably need a new pump as well uh Marianne, because, Oh, okay i mean a 30 the average life of a you you should put that pump in a museum because the average life is about oh. seven or eight years old. But if you're going to have a pl- really? if you're going to have a plumber come and look at this, yeah, have them inspect the pit and see if it has holes in it. I mean, if you mention the fact that here's the a couple things you're you're going to have a plumber come do all this work, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple things to try. One is, and you can talk to the plumber, you can unplug that 33-year-old pump because I assume the lid on this is sealed, correct?
9: Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is.
3: So they would uncover the pump and they would briefly look at you know, what they could see with the water in there. But if you unplug the pump, uh-huh. if, if water is still coming into it and no water is on, then that's a good sign that the pit itself is compromised and you need to replace the pit. Oh, okay. It's a little more involved, okay, because we've got a a, a, a a sewer line, you know, pipeline coming in from a floor drain probably in the laundry sink. And right. um, and we need to disconnect all that, put a new pit and reconnect it, set it, you know, probably add some gravel to hold it down uh, and then, you know, patch some concrete around it. So this is quite involved. But oh my God. that pit should not have any holes in it. It should only be... Um, it should only be taking in you know quote sewer water from uh, your in your case it's only gray water from a sink but it right. should not be connected to the groundwater whatsoever and so we need to determine that and um, if he, if they if he or she says yeah you know this this pit is perforated you technically shouldn't leave it, but if you did and you unplugged the pit and the water came to a certain level and stopped, well, they could put a new pump in but raise it up so it doesn't run as often. But now your ejector pit is kind of acting as two things, and it, should, it shouldn't it should be that way. Okay. The ejector pit well, should... If un- I y- go ahead.
9: If I unplugged the ejector pump, wouldn't the water just... Come into my basement.
3: Well, no. So that's why we're going to have the oh. <clears throat> we're going to have the plumber. We need the lid off. Remember, water okay. water seeks its own level. So if you unplug that pump and the water level comes up to a certain level and stops, and it's uh-huh. two feet below the top of the pit, well, it's just going to sit there. And then you do have an ejector pit that's going to be working. Excuse me, a sump pump that's going to be working as well. Right. But. um... Those are two separate systems, and they should operate that way.
9: Okay. So hopefully- Looks like it's going to be a bigger job than just a, a silenced check valve.
3: <laughs> Correct. Let's just see what happens. But they need to take it apart, and it sounds like that pit is leaking from groundwater into it.
9: Okay. Sounds good.
3: Good luck, Marianne. Right. I appreciate you calling this morning. Thanks so much. 857 557 4 eight five seven five five seven four five six eight we are broadcasting from the perma seal Foundation repair Studios we'll take a quick break and be back right after this you know I get emails all the time from people this one came in it says dear mr. Fixit, when I got home from playing golf my wife had left a note on the refrigerator door and it read it's not working I can't take it anymore gone to stay with my mother said I wasn't sure what to do he goes I opened up the fridge the light came on and the beer was cold what the heck is she
10: talking about
0: He's here all morning folks Enjoy the veal Now back to Lou Manfredini on House Smarts Radio
3: Welcome back 857-557-4LOU This is Tom calling in from Geneva. Hey, Tom, good morning.
7: Morning, Lou. I'm glad to hear your voice. I got hung up on, so I was nervous that it would happen again.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry about that.
7: That's all right. Um, so, Gilkey Windows, um, <laughs> I had the salesman out, gave me a price, and uh, I was kind of shocked. Um, what I know, you you love Gilkey Windows. Is it? <laughs> I haven't got another price from anybody else yet, so I'm really not sure what to do.
3: Did you? Um, did you uh, have a price on the vinyl or the fiberglass windows? The fiberglass, top yeah. of the line. Yeah, they're not cheap. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, but okay, but wind. Yeah. But um, I will tell you that. Um, they are quite possibly the best windows you could put in the house and i'm not just saying that right. i do work with them but right the quality of how they make these windows and the fact that they install them themselves i just you know could you go get other prices and get a cheaper price a hundred percent um but you know windows are a it's a tough little spot because you know, as a guy that used to build houses, I I really took pride in the quality of the materials that we used when we built these houses. I don't know that the sure. peop, I don't know that the people that bought the house necessarily recognized all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um And and yep. and and so the the issue was, you know, I used to joke that you know you work really hard building or renovating a house, and you have all these tradespeople in there. You know, the plumbers and the electricians and the you know, the drywall contractors, the carpenters, you know, doing all this work. And, do, and then then you get this painter, you know, which I actually, uh, the painter that I have worked, done business with for over 30 years still today uh, is just excellent. And he comes in with his crew and he gets all the glory because that's what everybody sees is the, the paint color. You know what I mean? I'm like, what about all the stuff that's you don't see, like the good quality windows and whatnot, you know? But um, if you're going to live in this house... And you're going to stay in this house, you know, you yourself for the next, I'm going to make it up 10 years. It's the best investment you're going to make because they're going to go up and they're going to go down and they're going to crank out and they're not going to leak. And they're really, really good windows. We just had them do an entire house, all new entry doors and with the fiberglass windows, Um, you know, and, and you, what? You know, you can value engineer a little bit if you're, if you're doing, like, their true divided light, you know, where you have the frames on the inside and the outside. Um, I don't know if that's what you're going with in your house, but they do make a divided light that just goes in the glass, and it's not applied to the glass on either side. It looks very nice. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it does save you a little bit per window, but to my knowledge... Other than, like, you know, if you go, if you go, a comparable uh, window to look at would be the renewal by Anderson, because the, in the sense that Anderson builds the window and Anderson installs the window. Okay, so. Oh, they do. Right. And and so they're their people. With Gilkey, it's Gilkey builds the window and they install their windows. Everybody else in the marketplace, all these window companies that you look at say, oh, you know, whatever, our windows are great. And they're, they're, their windows are great. They're way better than the leaky old windows you have right now, but they're buying somebody else's window and installing them, right? Sure. And so that kind of that um, that pathway to, well, it's not my problem. I put it in right. It's the manufacturer. and. Look, I've been on the radio a long time, and I can count on both hands, you know, oh, I got these windows installed, but they're not in business anymore. And now, you know, I can't find this, and I can't find that. Well, you know, Gilkey's been around for, I think, over 40-some years, and um, I know these people. I do work with them, you know, full disclosure. Uh, I I am a paid spokesperson for them, but I... I think they make really, really good windows and it's worth the investment. And quite honestly, you know, we, my wife and I uh, just downsized and moved into a newer home, a little smaller home for us. And we're replacing some windows and doors with Gilkey there too. Not doing them all just because it's expensive. There's only so much money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they're going to, they're, I mean, I, I'm taking out, a Marvin, an older Marvin patio door, a uh, French door, and replacing it with the Gilkey sliding glass door in fiberglass, which is phenomenal. And we're adding sure. a, we're adding a couple awning windows that uh, are, were some fixed panel windows on this house. And then an, uh, uh, a new uh, <clears throat> set of double hungs up on the second floor and i'm you know we're going to we're going to get those done i think i think they're they've been on order and i think actually they're going to go in, in february but um then probably in the spring we'll address a few more windows and kind of work our way around it just to kind of you know budget it all but you know when you go to sell that house someday you're going to get the benefit of those windows being operating and you know the fact that these fiberglass windows are they're just awesome. They go up and down. They look beautiful, and they operate like they will the day they put them in. And if there's ever a problem, they'll come and you know fix it for you because they give you a really nice warranty. Sure.
7: I mean, well, what about the vinyl, vinyl series they carry? I mean, would you? I know the fiberglass is the best, but is the vinyl just as good as runner up?
3: It's not just as good. It's good, okay but um everybody has a budget and so the the, you have to you have to ask yourself what you know what's my plan with this house you know let me ask are you going to be there 10 years well yeah yeah okay can't retire yet (laughs) (laughs) i know i keep saying the same thing anyway uh (laughs) the uh you'll get 10 years out of that vinyl probably get 15 out of that vinyl right but they won't look as nice as the fiberglass because, in order to, in order to get the strength out of the vinyl, and Gilkey does this, is that the the rails that they make the windows out of are thicker, right? I need more right. mass to uh, to make that go. Have you um, have you gone to any of their showrooms? Going today. Okay, they have a. Which one are you going to?
7: A uh, Palatine.
3: Okay, I think the one in Palatine has a setup with uh, three awning windows, and they don't label which window is which. No, they're three casement windows. They don't label which one is which, and so you just go and you open it up, and you crank it out, and you will know which one of those three windows is the better window, and it beats the other two. And these are major manufacturers. By leaps and bounds. It's like adults and children, literally. Okay. So. Well, one other, just one
7: quick thing. Now, you know, I asked him about the trim. You know, I got wood trim on the outside and I have wood trim on the inside. And he says they don't remove any of that. Is that true?
3: Correct. They're replacements. So they, they leave the frame. They measure. All that stays. And then they slide it in like a... Uh, like a plug into it, and with the fiberglass windows, because the rails are thinner, you'll actually probably have the same amount of glass or even a little bit more. So they leave the, the existing wood frame from the existing window in. Correct. They take out... They take the sash... Are they double-hung windows? Yeah. So they take the sashes out. They take the stop, you know, that holds the uh, the frames, yep. the, the sashes in there, so now... Basically, you have a rectangular uh, box, right? And then they add insulation behind all that, like spray insulation, because there's probably gaps in there. And then they slide the new window in and secure it, you know, anchor it all in there, caulk it, and it looks like it was always there.
7: So they caulked around the outside of it? He couldn't explain it to me real good, so I was, you know, I'm really curious about it. The outside
3: and the inside, I mean, they, they probably, with the outside, will... I mean, they may have to, you know, depending on the weather, like today they could caulk on the outside. But, you know, if it was really, really cold, they may do something temporary and say, hey, in a month we'll come back and, you know, hit it when it's a little warmer outside.
7: All right, Lou. Well, I'm trying to justify
3: spending I get it. No, no, no. And I, and I get it. It's not an inexpensive proposition. I would say that, you know, when you go look at it and if you make the decision that, yep, these are the windows for me, you know, if you can't do it all at once... Then maybe think about doing the front of the house in the spring right and then wait a year and do the back of the house next year in at least you know you you spread it out for your budget right right okay well thank you very much lou you got it i appreciate you calling thanks so much eight five seven five five seven four lou the news is next from the northwestern medicine newsroom don't go away we'll be right back
0: up in the morning and out to school. Time now for our word of the day. I don't understand.
11: Some of the words are a little too sophisticated for you.
0: It doesn't make any sense. It might be paradoxical on a home improvement show. Of
11: course it does. It's smart. I used a thesaurus. On every word? Yep.
0: But we like to teach you a thing or two.
11: They are warm, nice people with big hearts. And that became they are humid, prepossessing homo sapiens
3: <laughs> with full-sized aortic
0: pump. Now back to Lou on House yep. Smarts Radio. Up in the morning and out to school.
3: Time for our word of the day. The is teaching the rule. Just, you know, a little fun on a Saturday morning. Have you, uh, Lindsay, have you been out We're to dinner, right uh, you know, like with friends after we do the word of the day and the just sort of he dropped he it? Oh, or or oh. have you ever been in a situation where uh, yeah. someone will say it like, oh
0: my gosh, that was the word of the day? Yeah. No. No. That has not happened, but I have dropped it here and there. And then they're I like, just well, said,
3: oh, by the way, like the, the record the scratches. Right, right.
0: Right. I go, You don't know that word? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I don't know. I like whatever the word is, they'll be like, oh,
3: oh eudaimonia. What is that? Eudaimonia. 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 Do you remember? Eudaimonia. So what's today's word? Hold on. Eudaimonia means oh, happiness. I have the cheat sheet. Happiness and well-being. Mm-hmm. It's the best word. Yep. Seriously. What other words? Andy, I think that's the favorite, right, Andy? Yep. That's the best one. Yep. Eudaimonia? Yep, eudaimonia.
0: Is there any other <laughs> word that you remember and you don't need to,
3: what? You, uh, what you that I don't need to do the cheat sheet?
0: Well, this, you're cheating. Uh, <laughs> you're, you, no. I see you. I
3: have the whole thing right here.
0: I know. Right. That wasn't the question.
3: Do I have? Well, eudaimonia is the word that comes up. Yeah. Like yep. if somebody okay. says, uh, I, I ran into somebody going, what's this word of the day thing you do on Saturdays? It goes, it's fun. I go, but what I couldn't remember is what the definition of eudaimonia was. <laughs> It was like like eudaimonia. And they're like, what does that mean? I go, I don't know.
0: I, don't I got know. I, I don't the
3: cheat sheet in front of me. Let me get my t- <laughs> yeah, is- Our word of the day today is not eudaimonia. The word of the day today is an adjective and it means persistently annoy or pester. Oh my gosh. You thinking about anybody in particular Wait, here? Are you? Did you? Are you thinking about me? <laughs>
0: no, no, uh, oh. of course not.
3: Nudgy, mm. nudgy, what's nudgy. the nudge. word? Or nudgy, nudgy.
0: Nudgy is the adjective, but nudge is the noun. So you nudge is the nudge? noun,
3: but you gave me the adjective.
0: No, I know, but I like uh, both of them. I couldn't. Pick, I couldn't. Oh, you pick. couldn't
3: pick. So the word is nudgy, nudgy, persistently annoy or pester. Nudgy. Okay. okay.
0: Well, you've been a nudgy. Like is it a lit? Is it pretty? There
3: is there you go with your check yeah, Scottish and Irish accent one. <laughs> it's like your you're
0: on the Nudge, It's like a big nudge.
3: It's like you're on the Graham Norton so show. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. That's our word of the day, people. You're on your marching orders. Okay. Um, real quick, while I have all of you, uh, I, oh. ha- I I do have something I want to discuss before we get back to the phone calls. Okay. Um, John, I was on with John Williams earlier in the week and um you know, the city of Chicago is uh, proposing to ban natural gas in new construction homes. And so the, the, uh, the, the idea, I believe, is the fact that we're trying to reduce CO2 emissions uh, from burning fossil fuels and that all homes, you know, essentially would be electric. And I'm curious about your opinion on that. Because I, I have an opinion, but I'm curious, do you have an opinion, Lindsay, about that if you were told you can't have natural gas in your home, that it's all electric, yay or nay? Or are you indifferent?
0: I need to think about it.
3: Okay. Andy? I'll. T- yeah, you know, I'm a little indifferent. I've cooked on both uh, gas and electric, and it seems, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it seems like gas is a little bit, uh, obviously it heats up a little faster, and gets your... Cooking done a little quicker, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and also I have a gas starter for my fireplace. Right, so that would be uh, something I would that would definitely that. miss. You wouldn't have that either. Yeah, correct.
0: You're right. That would be the hardest part. Or you wouldn't the have f- a
3: gas. Or you wouldn't have a gas fireplace.
0: But the fireplace, True. that's what it might True. Be, True. be my hardest part. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. And all uh, my heat in the house is gas. Right, Shawnee. Yeah. I guess I'm more or less indifferent about it. I've had electric uh, really all my life, and uh, but I know people that. You know, just swear by using gas for cooking, and would not want electric. So, uh, you may be, you know, the this proposed ordinance might be uh, uh, shortchanging them in some way. But oh, you know, personally, I I'm kind of indifferent to it. I have electric at home right now. Right. So I so I think you know everybody goes to the cooking right away, and uh, and I think a lot of people you know there's all these this technology changes. With, there's these induction tops, and people that cook on those say they're way better than gas, okay? But this is my concern. This is my concern, is that the city of Chicago has a history of being all or nothing. You know what I mean? There's no middle ground. And I'll go to the, you can't buy spray paint in Chicago, and haven't been able to since 1992. And you know that I was on that uh, bandwagon trying to get that changed. And, you know, in the end graffiti hasn't gone down at all in the city of chicago although you can't get the streets and sanitation department to actually give you their straight answer because whatever administration's there says well we don't want to share any of that information but the fact of the matter is you can't buy spray paint in a hardware store or a home depot or a lowe's but i can order it online on amazon and it can get shipped to your house in two hours which is kind of crazy so people are and if you drive around the city of chicago you see graffiti all the times and then An honest, law-abiding citizen can't come in and say, I want to buy some spray paint. So he's like, nope, we're not selling spray paint. So now it's like, nope, we're not going to have gas service. And I think that in the end, and I'm not, I I am pro-environment and I'm pro, we got to reduce. When I did a little bit of research, residential and commercial gas usage accounts for 12% of the co2 emissions in the country okay 30% of it is energy sources electric power plants and and you know industrial stuff we should be going after that and make a bigger um, make a bigger point and what was ironic is um, not not to keep talking about John Williams but I love him and you should listen to the John Williams show between uh, ten and one every weekday um but he had this um he had this uh business writer who wrote this book on yesterday on the Wind Trust Business Lunch. And the guy was talking about how you attain financial happiness in your life, right? And everybody thinks that financial happiness is like I gotta make more money, right? I need a million dollars and that'll make me happy. And this guy said the real um happiness in um financial well being is no debt right so you've got people saddled with you know student loan debt or you know uh, a car loan or credit card debt all this debt is hanging on you and you know what are you going to do and so then you go read these books saying that you know what you want to do to to make your have more money is don't go to starbucks every day or you know don't go out to lunch or go out to dinner and that kind of stuff and this guy said that kind of stuff isn't going to make the difference. It's the big stuff, right? You got to lower the debt in the in the big way, and you got to you got to take these big chunks away, and that'll make you uh, really make a difference. As opposed to, you're not going to not go get a cup of coffee, right? That little thing is going to make a difference. And um, and so I was I was driving, listening to this, and I thought to myself, it's the same thing. The city's going after this new construction. Say, oh, we're going to do this. Look so what it's going to do. It's really not going to make a huge difference. What we should be doing is saying those big power plants and those big industrial users, we got to go after that. These big buildings that are up and down, uh, you know, Lakeshore Drive, you know, these beautiful apartment buildings that have been around for over 100 years, they have ginormous boilers in them. They all have radiators. And I guarantee you some of those apartments get so hot that what do people do? They open up the window in the middle of the day because they have no way to control the heat. And we're just blowing all that co2 up into the sky that's the place we have to go into and the thing is the reason that the city doesn't want to do that is because oh that'll cost a lot of money right to do that to retrofit all that well then if you really are serious about doing this then you need to incentivize those buildings to to go in and do that somehow with a tax break or whatever to really make a difference if we care about the environment and we all do let's go after the big stuff not the little stuff because I just don't think it's going to make a difference. I'm so glad I talked to you about this. It was just I needed to talk to somebody so I could get this off my chest.
0: We are always ready to listen. You've gotten a lot of text messages about it too.
3: I, I, I only want to do the ones that are for it. No, I'm kidding. I'm. No, I'm they
0: a lot. Of, I'm curious about a it. I mean, of, it's
3: because the yeah. thing is, I'm conflicted about the whole thing because I get it. I want the environment to be better for. My children and my, you know, someday grandchildren and the whole world, I want it to be better. We need to be better at it. And, you know, it isn't just about the United States. It's the whole world. We need to get better at it. You know, we're not the only culprits in all this, but we need to go after the big fish first to really make a difference. And then you do the little stuff, right? Go take big chunks of it and make it. Wow, we're going to take all this CO2. Let's change this. Let's not make this a coal-fired energy plant. Let's make it something else that's clean burning and not give one utility the monopoly. The other, the other point I will bring out is that we hear a lot more about power outages uh, You know, when it's bad weather and tornadoes and even the bad cold snap that we had where people were out power. You don't hear a lot of times when the gas is out. Right. I mean, yeah, sure. There are house explosions and stuff like that. Everything has its risk, but I think that if you you look at it, I just think you want to give people a choice. That's the thing. Choice.
0: Don't be a nudge.
3: Thank you. You're Thank off you. the hook. It's uh, seven twenty-one in the morning. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Tony, don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. No bad. My friend, Uncle Lou, on mm-hmm. a voice at Chicago WGN.
12: So he's a bit of a fixer-upper, so he's got a few flaws. Like his peculiar brain deer. Sleep with the reindeer, that's a little outside of nature's laws. So he's a bit of a fixer-upper, but this for certain of. You can fix this fixer
3: 7.24 we just in the morning. We've got a real House March Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. So tell me eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. 857-557-4568. This is Tony in McHenry. Hi, Tony. Hi, good morning, Lou.
13: How are you? I'm doing
3: well. What's going on?
13: Um, I have a uh, fiberglass, uh, shower tub unit. Um, And it's uh, in great shape. It's putty color. But the only thing is it's lost its love and shine. And I was wondering if there's any uh, product that you can recommend that I could use to bring that shine back.
3: Yeah, it's not. Is this something you use every day?
13: No, it's a guest bathroom.
3: Okay. Um, You're going to use a... You're going to go buy a container of turtle wax carnuba turtle wax okay and it comes in a green kind of a green container and it gives you a little sponge on the top so i want you to wash. right i want you to wash the fiberglass down get it nice and clean and then dry it okay ha- have you ever waxed a car before yes mm-hmm. okay so you're gonna um you're you're going to wax on, wax off like Mr. Miyagi. Uh and uh-huh. <laughs> but you're going to uh you're going to apply this until it gets to a haze, you know once it hazes up. Right. Try it in once uh-huh. s- try it in the dullest spot to see and then bu- okay. and buff it out and um you you will get the shine back, but it's not anything that's going to last. I mean if it's a guest bath, you and it gets used, you know, half a dozen times a year type of thing. You may uh-huh. you may only have to do this um, maybe a couple times a year
13: okay great
3: right great. and yeah. uh, the biggest thing is that you uh, it has to be clean and um, and get it to that haze a little bit of elbow grease and it should it should look good
13: okay and and then I have um granite in my kitchen and I have heard you talk about your fussy around your faucet can you suggest um, what i can l- use around the faucet for hard water stain
3: um what i would do there is um use a copper chore boy and um because it's granite you want to be very careful i love this lightweight oil slash cleaner called super zilla Okay. Spray that around where the hard water stain is. Let it sit there for 10 minutes. Okay. Then take the copper chore boy gently and go around the faucet, and it all should come up. Use a rag with a little uh, Dawn dishwashing soap or whatever you use, uh, you know, in uh-huh. the sink. Yeah, I've got Dawn.
13: Uh-huh.
3: Wipe that all away, clean it all up, and then um, let that dry. And then what I would do is put a sealer. You probably should be sealing the whole top. And there's a right, there's right. a company called Granite Gold, which I really like. They have a really good daily cleaner for the granite, and they have a really good sealer that you can do yourself. Very easy to do. Okay. Follow the instructions on the bottle, and really do a good job around that faucet to seal it to keep the. It isn't gonna. It isn't gonna keep the hard water stains a hundred percent away but it'll prolong it, that it won't happen as often. Great.
13: Well, your show is great, and your people are great, and I appreciate all the tips you you toss out to all the callers. So thanks so much, Lou.
3: You're very kind. Thanks so much for calling. 857-5574-LOU. This is Kevin in Naperville. Hey, Kevin, good morning.
14: Uh, Good morning, Lou. Nice show. I enjoy it for many years. Thank you. Uh, I have a leaky toilet. Uh, it is about a four-year-old new Kohler toilet. It has a, uh, a attached uh, bidet that sits on the top of it, plug-in, uh, separate, uh, but it uh, works very well. And we've noticed uh, leakage at the base of the toilet uh, after about mm, four years of it being installed. It's, it's, it's all new, the tile, everything. So I took it upon myself to change out the wax ring in the base, thinking it was just uh, bad. Okay. However, uh, after the third wax ring installation on my part, she still leaks, and uh, it, it's not a lot of leakage. It is, uh, it's not coming from the tank. I looked at that, and as far as I can tell, it's not coming from the, uh, the, the washlet the day that we have attached to the top of it, it's somehow some kind of an internal leak. And um, again, I've, I've taken it apart completely myself. I've installed three different types of wax rings and very been very careful to get it centered and so forth. And the darn thing just... There's just a, a minuscule amount of leakage at, at the base.
3: At the base where? Uh, in the front of the toilet.
14: <clears throat> so... The backside would be where the drain is, where right, it goes into right, the floor, where right, the wax ring is. Right. But it seems to be coming only from the front side. Hmm. Um, and we we uh, I have little slips of paper that I slip underneath the the, right, the seam right. where where and to detect like where is it coming from, and it seems to be mostly from the front part, which is supposedly a. a a sealed part of that vessel that shouldn't shouldn't have any leakage in there.
3: Now, have you, since you've been messing with this thing, have you left it, and I'm, I'm bumping up against time here, but have you left it alone and not flushed it for a couple days? And if you do that, is there still leaking?
14: Oh, we haven't tried that.
3: Okay. Do you have the ability to do that. that? Yeah, we can, okay. sure. So let's determine... Let's determine because if it is, it, it could be that the china's cracked. Okay, that there mm-hmm. could be a hairline crack okay. that you can't see. Um, mm-hmm. And um, what I would do is ha- leave it all connected, everything on. Don't flush it. Like clean the water up. That whatever's there, and give it like mm-hmm. two days. If there's no water evident, you know, if this has been consistently leaking for a while. And if there's mm-hmm. no uh, if there's no evidence of water at that point, then it has to be something with that wax ring or that flange that is just mm. not right. And maybe mm. the maybe the, the the toilet needs to be pitched or shimmed or tightened, uh, something like that. And um, but if you leave it alone for a couple of days and then you see a leak, then the china mm-hmm. then the china is broken, and we, need, uh, and, okay. we need, and we need a new toilet. That's a good idea. Okay. All right, give it a couple days. I will try that, Lou. Try that and see what happens. Very good. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LOU. Let's head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Dave Schwan.
0: Now for Noodaloo 2. I just love noodles. No, not noodle. New 2. New to Good
11: times, noodle salad.
0: No noodles. It's new to Lou, But he does love a good pasta. Now we eat, okay? Wanna fight eat everybody? Now back to Lou Manfredini, New to 2, and House Smarts Radio.
2: Papa's got a brand new bag.
3: I'm angry about the Noodaloo 2. Yeah, I know where you're going with that. Right? Um, know we had that caller today that wants me to help him patent a dryer system. I think that, uh, you know, you probably have a limited audience with something like that, but our noodle 2 today, you have a everybody needs it. And um, I'm angry that I didn't think of this. That's what I'm mad about. I'm a smart guy. And... Can I tell you something? I'm someone that is very... Um, I use this item a lot. I'm very particular about keeping uh, stuff out of the sink in the kitchen. Like I don't like piled up dishes in the sink. Right? You, do you like st- stuff in the sink? No. Right?
0: Uh, no, I do not. I,
3: right. uh, and do I not. like to have this... Be as clean as possible, and this is the best.
0: Warning, the following content may not be suitable for audiences eating breakfast.
3: Scene one, Apple, take one.
0: Skid marks. We've all been there and they're not fun to clean. Well, welcome to a new age of toilet cleaning. This weekend's new to Lou 2, the Spray Away Toilet Brush, gives you a quick and easy solution for making that porcelain bowl shine like the top of the Chrysler building. The Spray Away Toilet Brush is the only toilet brush with a patented built-in pump sprayer. And that means no more residue in your toilet bowl and bristles that are cleaner and last longer. Ah. Here's how it works after flushing, the head of the brush into the clean water and pull the handle up to fill the reservoir, very similar to the squirt guns my kids use at the beach, or maybe think of like a syringe. Then aim and depress that water at the residue, give it a little scrub if needed, and bam, back to beautiful. One of those products that make you think, how has this not been invented already? The Spray Away Toilet Brush goes for about 20 bucks, offers free one to three day shipping, and offers a money back guarantee. It's a faster, easier, and more sanitary way to enjoy a sparkling clean toilet. For more information, check out the House
13: Smarts YouTube channel and be sure to like and subscribe.
3: It's exactly like one of those squirt guns where you suck the water in and you squirt the water out, right? $20. bucks. it has got its own holder. It
0: doesn't make sense. How is this not? This can't be the first one.
3: I know. Yeah. It's crazy. I love this one. And I love a good clean toilet. So check it out. Spray away. Go to YouTube.com slash TV to learn more. 857-557-4LU. lu 8-5-7- 857 Five five seven four five six eight uh, one is uh, is it one? Is it Nick? Nick,, here, let's talk to Nick here. Nick, you're on house March radio. Good morning. morning, Lou. thanks for the call. Um, I've had a, pro- a problem that stumped me for the last two
15: years. I've got um, some large emergency and go bags I made for my house, and I've given to friends. they're about uh, they're soft bags. you can fit about four or five. Um, um, loads of bread in them, and they're little expensive. They're about $100, but the problem I've had over the zippers, they have a weather sealing, a soft rubber, and in the last few years they've been deteriorating the rubber and they're getting gummy, and everything with the bag is great, but these, these things are starting to get this little gummy feel on. It's getting on my fingers. Is there anything you can put on to maybe to protect it or to seal those up?
3: Um, and these bags that you have ready to go are just... Like in a closet somewhere?
15: Yeah, have them ready for go bags. Disaster,
3: yeah. advanced
15: first aid kits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great bags, but yeah, the weather sealing, mm-hmm. a soft rubber is
3: just gummy stuff. I mean, I think it's probably due to lack of use, right? And it's starting to break down a little bit because what do you do? Do you, do you, yeah. you have this stuff in there and then they'll sit for, like, will you, do you go back and check it every few months or what do you do?
15: Every I use them every once in a while if I need some first stage supplies or I change emergency supplies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're not used much, and it's just a very soft rubber protecting the zipper. It's, I guess it's what weatherproofing or water seal.
3: Yeah, um, I, you know it's it's a the rubber is probably you know it was it was a petroleum based thing, and what I would probably clean it with is um, to to to, to kind of clean it up is maybe a little mineral spirits just to clean up the gumminess on it and um and that should help to you know uh neutralize whatever is it's breaking down that's what it is right and uh it yes. might just be you know how it was designed how old are these bags now
15: yeah they're they're at least 10 years old yeah. so they're they're getting of age
3: yeah i mean that might be what it is but i would try wiping it down with a a rag with little mineral spirits on it, keep in mind that you don't soak the rag, but just, you know, get a little damp uh, on one corner of it, yeah. and then make sure that this is a, a really critical thing. Never take a rag that has mineral spirits and throw it in a garbage can because it can combust. Oh. Okay, that's like a thing. And so... If you're ever using, this is just a tip, if you're ever using any kind of rags with mineral spirits or paint thinner, and in particular, if you get them really wet, a lot of times people throw them in the garbage. And if you do that and you seal out the garbage can, a fire can occur. And so the, the trick there is you take a bucket, fill it with water, and you throw the rag in there and let it sit overnight. It really gets soaked, and, and so, then you wring that out. Uh, and then,
15: I do that all the time, too, when, when I paint.
3: Yeah, And then you throw that away. But now it's so coated with water because it sat overnight. Uh, but try the mineral spirits, and that should help.
15: I will. Great. Thanks, Lou. If that doesn't work, I guess I'll just cut the rubber off. But I'll try that. Th-
3: thank you. You got it. But I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. Oh, by the way, um, we have these tickets. For the Chicago Auto Show, I've got a four pack of tickets to the Chicago Auto Show, the largest auto show in North America, February tenth through the nineteenth, at McCormick Place. To get tickets and info, you can just go to chicagoautoshow.com But how about the seventh texter at eight five seven five five seven four Lou that texts the word auto will win these tickets, and Lindsay will uh, get your information. So the seventh texter. To eight five seven five five seven four, Lou. Text the word "auto." We will um, we will get you these tickets to the auto show, which is great. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this.
0: Hey, I hear you. Sometimes it's tough to keep up with what Lou's talking about.
3: Okay, but the diatomaceous earth, you can actually use that in gardening. I want you to buy a product called Concrobium Mold Control.
0: Concrobium. But let me tell you, sometimes he has a hard time keeping up with us, too.
8: You listen to Lou Ferdinandini on Smart, Smart Radio.
0: Come on, Lou, keep up. What he said. You're listening to Lou Manfredini mm-hmm. and How Smart's Radio.
5: So those are my dreams. And these are my eyes.
3: Stand tall like a man. It's, time like a horse. it's Welcome back. 857 4 Lou. This is Marie in Plainfield. Hi Marie. Thanks for taking my call.
6: Sure. The question I have is I have um I'm in new construction. We moved in in April. And we have single-hung, double-pane windows. And with that extreme cold we had a couple weeks ago, I ended up with ice, not just frost or condensation on my windows, but actual ice on the inside of all of my windows. And I found out, you know, when I was feeling around, I could feel the cold air coming through the track that the lower window slides up on to, you know, if you want to open the window. Yeah. And it was... I don't believe that that should happen with new windows. I did contact the window company um, Thursday, and they're going to send me some kind of plugs to plug up the holes on the sides. But I don't even really think I should have to do that. And I will admit I'm spoiled because I had Gilkey windows in my other house and I never had an issue. When we went through that polar vortex a few years ago, never had an issue with drafty windows. And we have, we have cellular blinds on all the windows. Um, when we noticed the ice, we, we dropped them from the top and the bottom and had the you know the ceiling fans going uh, clockwise, and it still took about five days to get all the ice off the windows.
3: Okay, so let me stop you, and I, I love that you're spoiled with Gilkey windows, and um, that is the big difference is the quality of the windows themselves. However, when you have that extreme cold that came out of nowhere, not it didn't come out of nowhere, but remember that, Leading up to those days when you got really cold, it was very mild in our area. Okay. So, okay. the humidity level in your home was high. And then, almost immediately in everyone's homes, you know, like this fog that we're, we've had for the last few days is because all that snow cover and the extreme cold, then it warms up and then the, you know, the snow starts to put that uh you know the vapor into the air and that causes the fog da, 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 da. so we had mild weather and then it dropped like a stone like sub-zero temperatures everybody's windows and homes are gonna, okay. everybody's windows and doors are acted that way with ice and buildup and whatnot now the extreme that you had you know it could be the quality of the windows it could be where the windows locked. That's another thing that a lot of times people don't lock their windows, and so the weather stripping is not totally sealed. But where you get that ice buildup with the high moisture and, and the low temperatures, that is more of an atmospheric thing than a problem with the windows. The windows are actually doing what they're supposed to do is holding that moisture in, and because it's so cold, it just freezes on the inside. Now, I'm not saying that to you know say, oh, your windows are fine. I don't know what you have in this new home. And a lot of times, builders just don't put in good quality windows. That I don't know, um, but the key that is that you shouldn't have any drafts around it. You know, on a day like today, you probably don't feel anything because it's you know it's more mild. Um, but the 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 issue there is make sure all the windows are locked. You know, with the fact that they're a single hung, the top one doesn't move and should be very well sealed. They. Uh, they should fit tightly. You should be able... If you take a, a candle and go around the perimeter of the window, it should not flicker, you know, that no air is coming through there, but um, um, it, it, it's okay to talk to the builder, but I have a feeling it's 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 less to do with the windows and more to do about the weather.
6: Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, what I ended up doing was I, I actually took cotton balls and... On masking tape and like try to plug up the holes where that air was coming in because you could just feel you put your finger there you could feel it coming through i didn't even have to use a candle right right
3: right right right. And, and that and that and here's the thing okay so and and when those windows were installed under normal circumstances they're probably fine you get that cold snap i'm assuming are these vinyl windows yes they are okay they shrunk like crazy they were so they got small because it was so cold and when they got small the weather stripping isn't as tight and you know no window is designed for i mean what was it 30 below zero or whatever the heck it was um that a- everything reacts differently in that situation and so okay you know on a day like today where it's i don't know you know where where are, we, where are you calling from marie plainfield what's it what's the temperature outside in plainfield yeah. You know, probably in the 30s, yeah.
6: Right,
3: Right. and so they're probably, you don't feel the draft now, right?
6: Well, I can't tell because I put cotton balls on all the windows. Right, 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 right,
3: right. So, yes, have the contractor come and take a look at it, but I think it has more to do with the extreme temperatures than anything else.
6: Okay, I, I appreciate
3: your, your information. You got Thank it. you very much. You got it. Be well. I appreciate you calling. Hey, congratulations to Joe and Elgin. He's our auto show ticket winner. Winter? Winter. And uh, we got this uh, early this morning. Lindsay sent it to me. This is pretty cool. Slap shots and slots. How about this? Vegas hockey fan flyaway. This is cool. Hockey fans, when a fan flyaway to Vegas this April, we're going to fly you and a guest to Las Vegas for a three-night stay at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Vegas, April 14th through the 17th. Lindsay used to work there. No. You'll get limo transportation to and from the Vegas airport. And on April 16th, you'll watch... Uh, This is funny. You'll watch Chicago versus the Golden Knights game from a suite at T-Mobile Arena with transportation to and from the game. This is a great deal. Enter to win today at WGNRadio.com slash Vegas. You must be 21 or older to enter to win. Rules and registration are at WGNRadio.com slash Vegas. You've got until March 3rd, to enter, but don't delay, visit WGNRadio.com slash Vegas. The Sweet Steaks ends March 3rd at 11.59 p.m. It is sponsored by Circa Resort and Casino. Once again, you're going to go to Vegas. They're going to fly you and a guest. Three-night stay at the Circa Resort and Casino. You'll get transportation to and from the airport. On April 16th, you'll watch Chicago versus the Golden Knights from a suite, the T-Mobile Arena, and you'll get transportation to and from the game. That is a great deal. Go to wgnradio.com/vegas uh, for more information to enter. That's a good one. 857-557-4Lou is our phone number. Uh, let's t- Who's on line 3? Is this Marie? No, weren't we Didn't I talk to Marie already? Is this Jan? Hi Lou. How are you? Is this Jan? Yeah, Hi, this can
13: in Naperville. How may I Hi. help you? I have a question for my son. He would like he's very nudged
7: by his house. Oh,
3: hold on, hold on, and, hold on. Oh, come on. I hit the wrong fader. Hold on, here it is. Good job. Nice job.
13: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um he would he would like to add on to his house. And he would like to know, what is the difference between going to an architect than to a construction company? Or is the better route to do a design firm build? And what would that difference be?
3: Well, okay. Um, so design build firms typically have architects that they work with. And um, so it kind of alleviates a step you know, depending on, in other words, if if your son finds someone that, I really like this guy, Jimmy or Susie, to, you know, do this work, and they have a design-build firm, they're going to help me with the plans and get the permit and all the stuff that I need. And that can simplify, almost eliminate a step. The, I don't know that, it's not really a downside, but, you know, a lot of times when you have a relationship like that, if it's an in-house architect... Well, they're very used to how the builder works, and and that can be a streamlined thing. But also, sometimes you get pigeonholed into what the builder likes to do. You know what I mean? If you hire your own architect, then they're working for you, and they, you know, you can give them your vision, what you're looking for, and then they can come back and present uh, your son with ideas and sketches, and then you um, can then take those to different builders to get the pricing to see uh you know what it's all going to cost. And so uh that is kind of a more traditional role. It is another step. A lot of times when you go the design build that have their own architect, you can save a little bit of money because it kind of gets rolled into the whole project as well. So mm-hmm. it, it comes to what he is more comfortable with and what he's going for. If it's a if it's a simple remodel, like I just want to add this room and uh you know, I need some heating and cooling and some windows and doors, then a design build firm might make a lot of sense. If it's more of a, I want this amazing kitchen and, uh, you know, I want to be, you know, in magazines and stuff like that, then hiring architect separately might be the way to go.
13: Would either of those routes, um, enable him, um, to do some of the work himself? He's beyond quite handy. And, um i know cost is a factor so would that be up to the individual design build firm it would be up to the individual
3: yeah it would be up to the individual builder and i and i think that you know it's a question some builders are not interested in that at all you know they're like you know what i don't want to have to be waiting on you uh if you didn't get this Uh done and i've got the electrician coming on tuesday others will be like sure that's great you know and they'll just build that into the project I mean, I will tell you this. It's a great way to save money, in particular, if he likes to do this stuff himself. It just might be tricky to find the right builder to work with that. So if he has the patience to do it um, and and do his due diligence, then I'm all for that. And it's a great place uh, to save money and, uh, and be part of the process, too, which I think is a lot of fun. Jan, thanks so much for the phone call. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We have more House Smarts Radio coming up. Don't go away.
0: Now back to your host, your go-to how-to guy, Lou Manfredini, right here on House Smarts Radio. Who
2: do you love?
6: Who Got a tombstone and the graveyard
11: mine. I am just want
3: to do it my
11: do love?
3: Yeah, 857 five, 557 five, 4 Lou. Oh, <laughs> 857 five, 557 five, five, eight is our phone number. Uh, good job, gentlemen, with Nuji. Very nice. Thank you. Well thank done. You, thank, you. Well thank done. you. Well done. Well done. I love when we get full participation. That's the highlight of when I'm in on Saturdays to do that. <laughs> I mean it. It is. It's fun. I gotta, we are got to get ribbons, participation ribbons. <laughs> Right, like a good, like honorable mention. At least you know, a gold everybody. star. A gold star would be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I uh, are any of you Peloton uh, people? No, uh, we have a, a knockoff of it. Yeah, uh, and do you, do you, Lindsay? Do you have a Peloton? Do you have a Peloton at your house? Do you? She's not in your head. She's answering the phone right now. Have you done a Peloton workout? Have you ever done it? Uh, my wife bike?
0: has. Oh, not on the bike. Okay, so no, I've done the app.
3: So we got a Peloton, and and I use it. I do like, and I have to, to be honest with you. You know, since I got the new knee, I can't. I, I could run, but I kind of feel like I'm. I, I I'm going to do the bike, and I just the bike works out great. Did your but doctor clear you to run, Lou? Yeah, with the knee. Yeah. Oh, great. He said okay. uh, he said no marathons. Oh like, yeah, God sure. Darn it! <laughs> I was just going to me, and you know, I was going to really got I was all looking forward to it now I mean my doctor said I can't do it so I mean I got to follow my doctor's orders but I have run not far but it doesn't it doesn't I mean I'm in no pain it's I'm a I'm a knee replacement uh, spokesperson for no one other than it worked but my point is this when you're doing the two problems I have with the peloton okay I need to find the right instructor you know there's men and women Um. And the women seem to do a lot of pursing towards the camera when they're on the bike. And it bothers me. Pursing, is that a word? It is not. You know what I mean? Lindsay, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, you do. Aiming. Yeah, they're like, you know. Posing. Posing and whatever. But then there's Pirating. like this thing where people. So when I, I n- have never done a live uh, Peloton class which evidently I guess you can do, right? 6 a.m. with whomever. I love Lindsay Smithwick. She's the instructor, and she's doing a class at 6 a.m. I'm going to get up and do it with her. And then everybody's on, and I guess the, at that point she can say, good job, Lou, you know, Lou in Chicago, and he's doing great, whatever. You know, I don't want any of that. But when you go to a class, Andy and, and, and Dave and Lindsay, you know, you can find, like, I'm going to do a half an hour uh, low-impact ride. What I have found is that I do better if I keep my butt in the saddle as opposed to getting up and, you know, cranking. They do a lot of that kind of stuff, but they're taped classes, right? Mm -hmm. They're taped, but they'll say this class was done in whatever, November, 2020, but it's worldwide. So when you jump on a class, all of a sudden on the right side of the screen, there's all these other people that are taking the class simultaneously, although they may have started at a different time. You know what I mean? So it'll say Andy from Northbrook or, you know, whatever your screen name is. And maybe there's a picture of you. Lindsay from, you know, Chicago, whatever it is. And then it's there. But then on the left-hand screen, evidently people can high-five you. <laughs> like they know you're there. And this thing will come up when I'm riding and I'm like, what the heck's going on? And it'd be like, good job, Lou. Like, you don't know who I am. Don't, you don't know to high-five me. <laughs> You're Andy in Northbrook, and I, you know, well, if you high-five me, Andy, I would high-five you Thank you very much. But I don't want people high-fiving me. Can't you turn that feature off? What? Can't you turn that off? Is there a way to turn it off? I just don't know how.
15: Okay.
3: (laughs) I'm sure you can, but it bothers me, and I've talked to my son about this. He and his wife, Amy, are both Peloton. Oh, no, it's good. You know, people are just, you know, encouraging you. I'm like, I don't want I just, I want to be left alone. I want to be on my Peloton. With some woman kind of posing at the camera, <laughs> I ta- they, I've i taken a lot of classes in German. There's German people, huh. just because they don't do a lot of pursing and yeah, they just speak German the whole time. But you know, you can just follow along. Ein, ein, and they're going. You know, and so I'm learning a little German as I'm, I'm dual. It's like Babel on the on the bike. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know. People do Peloton. If someone can tell me how to turn it off, I'd really appreciate it. It's
0: So it, weird that you don't like that. They're just being nice. Yeah, mm.
3: I know, but I don't know who's it's not. Being like they can na- see you, right? They well, but can they? I hope not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's an that whole Peloton world is an interesting world, right? It's a very interesting world. I just want to ride the bike, and I will say. You know, it's an investment. You gotta pay a monthly fee for this thing, but it does motivate you to get on that thing and go. And you feel really good when you're done. I mean, I really do. It's really nice. I I I get done with the show and I get on a little Peloton bike ride and you know get a little sweat going, the you know, blood pumping, it's good for you. Absolutely. Eight five don't high five me. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Penny in aurora hi penny
13: hi lou Good morning. i need to know if the dust that you recommend for keeping your sidewalks less snow if that works on wood
3: say that again what the, <laughs> i need to- the what the what did i, re- I need- You mean an ice melt
13: yeah, you recommended some stuff that you can put on your sidewalk so you would not have as much snow or as tr- much trouble getting the snow off of the cement. And I wanted to know if that works with wood as well. Oh, yeah.
3: So what I was talking about was a, a better quality ice melt, like a magnesium chloride or a calcium chloride. and
13: Okay, is that safe for pets?
3: Uh... Safe for pets is a little bit of a misnomer. And so I want to be, you know, as I want you to understand where my position on this is. If you go to the hardware store right now and you buy a product that says safer for pets, safer is the operative word. It is still a calcium chloride slash magnesium chloride mix but they put a little buffer on it, and the idea is that until it starts to melt, if it gets caught in between their pads, it's less caustic, but it's not not caustic. You see what I mean? So I'm not saying uh, it's a bad... So. Well, it's not that it's a bad product, but you still need to wipe the paws of your pets when they come in. Okay. Okay, so I don't want people to think like, oh, I buy the stuff that's safe for pets and I don't have to do anything. And then you see your dog coming in and they're licking their paws. And then all of a sudden, a day later, you realize they don't look like they feel so good because they've been ingesting all that. Right. Uh huh. So. Right. Anyway, it's. The magnesium chloride. So I can
13: put it on the wood, yes. but when I take the dogs out, bring them back in, wipe their feet off.
3: Even if you use the safe pet stuff, which that too you can use on the wood, it just has this little buffer on it that, while it's still in a solid form, if the dog were to pick it up, it would be less uh, irritant, less of an irritant on their paws than uh, the regular stuff. Thank you. Have a great day. You, too. I appreciate you calling this morning. Hey, uh, you know what? Um, before I say the words, time now for hear from Lindsay. Uh, I actually was at Builder Supply Outlet this week. I ordered some doors. You know how they have a door store there? You've talked about that, Lindsay, before. I did, and, yeah. um, uh, and you've also talked about how Tom Jenke, you know, is kind of stepping back. And I met his son, Michael, one of his sons that is uh, running the place now. I'd never met him before. And it was a rainy day this week that I went to go pick up. They they made one, two, three, four, five custom-sized doors for me and pre-hung them. They're fabulous. I already hung them, and ah. they were very nice. The place was nice and busy, which you love to see, and they were all very yes. helpful and very nice. And um, <gasps> it's a it's a really nice place. And, I you know, it's funny. I picked up the doors, and uh i was i called mary beth on the drive back and she's like did you see anything else that you like <laughs> i did look around a little bit but yeah it was really great. nice if you're doing a project head out to builder supply outlet tell them lou sent you and Lindsay sent you and um they'll take very good care of you and they have a really nice selection of things to make your home look good speaking of which it's time not to hear from Lindsay about what's new over at builder supply outlet
0: You hear that? It's opportunity knocking to score a premier fiberglass exterior pre-finished door. Currently available at Builder's Supply Outlet. BSO is known for securing amazing deals on top line products. So don't miss your chance to walk out with one of these chic pre-finished front doors. In modern and traditional styles with natural or dark stained finishes, they'll immediately upgrade the look of your home and save you money on energy. So get the door at Builder's Supply Outlet today. You're tuned in to Lou I did
11: some research on a tankless water heater I was told that there's a minimum
3: water pressure
0: If you've got a question, now's the time to call
3: And I may not have enough pressure I was wondering if there is a pressure device that I can check the pressure myself. No pressure Look at me, I'm like a scientist
0: Now back to Lou Manfredini
3: Fire up the Bunsen burner and get to work
0: And a House Smarts Radio Pressure Push it down on me
2: down on
3: you no man Welcome back 857 lou Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. This is Diane in Wisconsin. Diane, you gotta be a little more it's a big place, Wisconsin. Where are you? Hello Diane. Hello Diane. Maybe this is Jerry. Is this Jerry in Orland Park?
11: Yeah, yeah I'm here.
3: Oh, hi, Jerry. How you doing?
11: Hi, good. <laughs> um, no problem. No. Uh, it's early on a morning, right? Um, so, here, here's here's a question. I, I'm 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 sure we we did this incorrectly, and um, I don't know how we can best way to fix it. So, at our church, a um, basement floor. That had uh, a floor on it that got wet. We tore that up. Um, it was like just vinyl uh, uh, flooring, and then there was tile under it. So we 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 got all the tile up. over it. This it's an older building, and there's I guess black under, which is is it called mastic? Am I pronouncing that right?
3: Mastic. Uh, Back then, it was called cutback. It's a really nasty he, adhesive.
11: It, it, exactly. So we we we, can, we had some quotes come in from professional companies to do an epoxy floor on it and they were you know quite expensive you know the twelve fifteen thousand dollar range
2: mm-hmm. it's a
11: fairly large floor so we we went on the cheap and we 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 painted it we got some epoxy paint from uh home depot and painted over it and it looked good for about a week uh it's a fairly used room with chairs folding chairs and stuff and it's, it's all scraping up now. Again, the paint's just coming off and that black mastic's coming through. Uh, we did not put any coating over the epoxy. I don't know if that would have made a difference. But So I guess the question is, is there any way without spending that kind of money to, to get that floor properly prepared or uh, any suggestions on what we could do?
3: So, Jerry, um, you know, I've been a builder and a remodeler for a very long time, and I pride myself in always trying to do the best work possible, right? And, right. And so a lot of times, you know, you're working on something, and maybe you can't quite get it perfect. You know, like, in other words, it's like, well, you know, I'm just going to do this, and it's going to be fine. And the saying that I use when it, when I'm going to make that decision to be like, it's going to be fine, you know, is I say, we're not building a church. Got it? But when yep. we're working on a church, it's gotta be perfect okay. because it's gonna outlast all of us. And while I realize the fifteen thousand dollars is a lot of money, you just proved the point of what happens when you go on the cheap. Mm-hmm. And now okay. and now, sadly, that floor that you were gonna do for fifteen grand probably got more expensive because of what you just did. Cause now, okay. all, cause now all that's got to get ground up and come up to get down to what needs to be, um, you know, you probably didn't get up all the adhesive right when you when you put this epoxy down.
11: No, nowhere close to getting it off. Right, no.
3: which is why it's not holding because it's not bonding to that, and you know, look good like you said for a week or however long it was, but it's just going to continue to come up and, and not do a good job now. In a big area like that, um, you know, you have to have someone come in and grind the floor and get down to a, a solid substrate, and then you have a bunch of choices to make at that point. You could put an epoxy coating, a thick, heavy epoxy coating, and it would probably hold up pretty well. You could put a ceramic floor down, which that would hold up very well, or some type of of, of flooring like that. You could do a luxury vinyl floor, which I don't know in a, I mean, is this, you know, in other words, is this a big gathering space for your church where a bunch of people go down there and have meetings and that kind of stuff?
11: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I mean. We had had a vinyl floor there before. The problem we got, we had a big water issue. We think we've got the water problem solved, you know, um, from the water coming in, but that floor was destroyed and there was no... Water barrier put underneath the vinyl floor, and so we had to tear that all up and pretty much.
3: Is there drain? Is there like a floor. perimeter drain tile and a sump pump?
11: There, there is a yes, there is a, a drain tile. We had a a plumber come in, a, a friend of mine that owns a plumbing company came in, and he they looked and they they rotted out the drain tile and and did all of that and cleaned all that up, and
10: we also had
11: on the other side of the building um, a, a water mediation company come in and they dug up and sealed any cracks and stuff so we spent quite a bit of money so far just right. taking care of the water right. problem
3: so if we if we're pretty confident that we solved the water problem i think that what you probably if it were me right and i was advising mm. you what to do i'd have that floor ground down and then i would put a new vct tile a vinyl tile like you had put down with the right adhesive professionally done and the reason i say that is that floor can be refinished right and it can be recoated so that you know as it gets a little dingy you know four or five years from now you can come in and strip it it's what they use in uh it's what we have in our hardware stores right these vct tiles and they come in and they strip it they put a new coat of of finish on it and the floor looks brand new If you go with one of these commercial epoxy floors, they're good and they're durable. But when it starts to wear out, there's not much you can do other than redo it all. And if you were to damage a few tiles in a VCT, like somebody drops something or crack it, well, then you got an extra box or two and you can pop those tiles up and put the new ones down, refinish it all and it looks great. That's the better way to go because what are you doing? You're building a church. Gotcha.
11: Now, are you saying B like boy, B-C-T?
3: V, like Victor. V-C-T. V-C-T. Okay.
11: All right, I will take that to the the,
3: the team and uh, tell them what information that I got to me. You got it. Good luck, but I appreciate it. I know it's expensive, but you're building a church. It's got to be re- 8.31 in the morning. Um... We will. Uh, well, we'll come back. We're going to talk about getting the right tools for the job and maybe not having to invest so much. But first, this report of WGN Radio News with Dave Schwan.
0: Whatever's making you scratch your head this weekend, Lou is here to help. We've got a problem with black mold. Got
3: a beep in my living room furnace.
0: It's humming. Just give him a call. Now back to Lou Manfredini and House I've been Smarts been Radio. At the
9: stars tonight, and I think
3: Welcome back to House Smarts Radio. All right, I was at home, and uh, I was uh, watching the, I don't know if it was the 5 o'clock or the 6 o'clock news on uh, NBC5, and the very talented um, uh, Leanne Trotter did a story on a company or a, a well, I, I, well, we'll learn about it, but it's called the Chicago Tool Library. And then I was talking to Bob Ferguson, our engineer, he said, you know, Mike Steven, Over on Outside the Loop, which is on before our show here on WGN, he talked to these folks uh, a couple of years ago in the infamous pen episode. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Mike Steven loves pens. It's like a weird uh, thing that he's got going, but uh, you can find that uh, episode as well, talking about the Chicago Tool Library and his infatuation with pens. His wife, Jenny, is a complete saint, but I digress. Uh, Anyway, I found this super interesting, and I do remember a little bit about this, but I thought it would be really useful to uh, revisit this again. Joining me on the phone line is Tessa Virk, who is the co-founder of the Chicago Tool Library. Tessa, good morning, and welcome to Smarts Radio. Thank you so much. I am so intrigued about what it is you folks are doing, and I am also amazed at the breadth of tools that you have available for people to borrow. Now, that's a loaded question to borrow, but tell me a little bit about the Chicago Tool Library.
10: Absolutely. So um, you hinted at this at the beginning we're not actually a business. The Chicago Tool Library is a nonprofit, And what we are is a lending library. But of course, instead of books, we lend folks all kinds of tools and equipment. And you're totally right. We lend not just tools that you might think of as traditional tools like saws or hammers or drills. Uh, We do have all of that. Everything you would want for home repairs or gardening or woodworking. But we also have stuff like sewing machines, camping equipment, kitchen tools like ice cream machines. We have camera tripods. We have all the things that you wish you could use, but you don't want to buy.
3: I mean, it is such an interesting, amazing idea. Take me back to how did you develop this concept and how long have you been in existence?
10: Of course. So what's really wonderful is that we are not the first tool library. Tool libraries have been around um, kind of like how our version is since maybe the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but public librarians have been doing interesting things with lending items since maybe the early 1900s. Um, we love our public librarians. So when we started the Chicago Tool Library in 2019, we had hundreds of other tool libraries around the world to inspire uh, and and give us ideas for, for our Chicago's Tool Library.
3: Now you're... Uh, so the, the way it works is you become a member of the tool library and only members can borrow the tools correct
10: yeah although you know the word member makes it seem really exclusive you know really we want it to be as simple and easy as possible to sign up much like the public library like we do need to have your contact information uh, in your name you know so we can get a hold of you and keep track of who has the tools but we really don't want to collect too much information about you because we want the barrier to entry to be low. We right. want to make sure that no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, that you're able to borrow things. We're not going to store your credit card information because that's a huge barrier to entry for a lot of people.
3: Right, right. How, um, how is it that you acquire uh, many of these tools? I, I spent a little bit of time on your website and, you know, you have photographs of just about everything that you have available. I mean, you, know, you mentioned, of course, you, know, you can find a circular saw and a drill, but you know, bar clamps and uh, a water filter with a gravity bag, uh, extension ladders, even a pop-up canopy, like if you wanted to go tailgating or, or go on a picnic or something like that. And many of the items, at least in the photographs, you know, are brand new in a package. How, how do you come about uh, the actual equipment that you lend out?
10: Most of the tools that we have in the tool library have been donated by people around the Chicagoland area because, you know, I think we can all agree that all of us have at least a few things in our house that oh. while useful or interesting items, maybe we don't use them all the time. Oh my so, gosh, Tessa, uh, Tessa, how how many, people...
3: Tessa, how many hammers do you need? Because I have more hammers that I never paid for <laughs> it, myself that I could drop off like a handful of them at least.
10: <laughs> exactly. So you know, even I, I myself have donated um, a bike rack for cars right. and a pasta maker. There's all kinds of things that people have, and they're like more than happy to bring them to this space knowing that not only will they be able to use them, but hundreds of other families around Chicago can use them,
3: too. Right. So is it the type of thing, you know, similar to a library with a book where, um, you know, for an example, I'm going to come and borrow an extension ladder. You know, maybe someone's like, man, I really could use a, you know, I'm going to make this up, a 40-foot extension ladder. You know, I use it twice a year, and why would I buy one? How long do I when I, when I check it out, how long do I get to use the item?
10: So our standard loan period for our items is one week, um, which is great. It's a lot longer than, you know, Home Depot's lending periods or, or rental periods. Right. Um, but if folks need the item for longer than that, a lot of times you do. You're, you borrow a sewing machine, for example, maybe it takes you a few weeks to get your project done. Um, <laughs> you're able to renew that item. And just like at the public library, if nobody else has requested it, we'll renew it for you.
3: Wow. Wow. That is so cool. All right, so how, you know, you mentioned that the the entry point to become a member is, you know, relatively easy, but what is the process? In other words, is there uh, there a nominal fee that is, uh, is it like an annual membership? How how does it work?
10: Yes, we do have annual memberships. That's exactly how it works. So folks go to our website. um, They enter that basic information that I mentioned, your name, your email address, your, you know, let us know that you're a Chicago resident, and then people pay what they can to become a member. Wow. Uh, and that's really important to us. Again, we're not a business. We are a nonprofit. And so our goal isn't to make profits. It's to help people. And so the way we're able to do that is by making our services accessible, and people pay what they can. People pay, um, you know, you know your own budget better than we do, and right. you don't want to uh, turn anybody away. So folks contribute, and then everybody gets the same service.
3: Do you have a mix, uh, Tessa, of you know, average homeowners or do-it-yourselfers or somebody that wants to go on a camping trip and potentially even contractors that take advantage of your uh, nonprofit?
10: We have the most amazing mix of people that come to the tool library. We have homeowners, uh, we have teachers, uh, we do have some handy folks who maybe mow lawns or, or do little repairs for other people for money. Right. Uh, we have renters. We have new students. We're not that far from IIT, so we have some college students, so it really it really runs the gamut of people. And we have members from 95% of Chicago zip codes. Wow. So folks come from all across Chicago to use the Chicago Tool Library.
3: Right. So so your, uh, your location is, you said mentioned, uh, close to IIT, so you're on the south side and um but you accept anybody can be a member it doesn't matter where you live you just have to come to you correct
10: as long as you live in chicago um we'd love to serve folks outside of chicago limits but it's a pretty big service area yeah. as it is so yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're sticking to chicago for right now <laughs>
3: yeah uh i do uh, see because you're a nonprofit uh you're always looking for support and and it appears that you're also trying to look for a larger location is that true
10: that is true. We are on the lookout for something a little larger and closer to public transit. Um, and as a nonprofit, we are always looking for support in the form of donations or grants. Even just spreading the word is, is huge for us. So it's great to do stuff like this, be on the radio. Um, folks can learn about volunteering or donating tools on our website as well, which is ChicagoToolLibrary.org.
3: I love this. I really do love this concept and I and I, I will do anything I can to, to help promote it because I think that uh, it's just such, it's so empowering for people to be able to do their own things and not have to invest a lot of money. I mean, whether you need, a, as you mentioned, a sewing machine, a pop-up tent or a, a water bag with a filter or a circular saw or a or cordless drill, uh, org is exactly what it is. It's a place where you can borrow tools, become a member if you're living in uh, the city of Chicago. Is there, uh, do you just do everything through your website? or there phone numbers where people get a hold of you as well?
10: Uh, going through our website is the best way to reach us um, just because our hours are a little goofy because we're kind of catering to folks getting stuff done on the evenings and weekends. Sure. So if you email us or go to our website, that's the best way to get a hold of us.
3: Tessa Virk is a co-founder of Chicago Tool Library. The website is org. Tessa, thanks so much for taking the time this morning. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We will take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Is a really amazing thing is modern plumbing.
0: You never know what you're going to get on this show. I'm
3: sitting on the couch, and Max had some friends over, and we have a powder room on the first floor, and this young man like, oh, Mr. Manfredini, where's your bathroom? Oh, well, it's right through the door there.
0: You're listening to Lou Manfredini.
3: Young man goes in there, and, and so then I started thinking about modern plumbing. He's
0: always thinking. And I'm thinking to
3: myself, we really take modern plumbing for granted.
0: Outside the... Lou,
3: this kid probably really regretted asking.
11: No, no,
16: no, the no, no, no! <laughs> do <laughs> you
0: have
5: any idea how lucky you are? <laughs>
0: yeah. And you too are the lucky ones because he's taking your calls right here, right now. Modern plumbing is something to
3: marvel at. Now back to Lou. You walk into a bathroom right now and it doesn't smell. <laughs> I do. I
0: do. <laughs> right here on House Smarts Radio. It
14: amazing. is amazing. It's
2: amazing.
3: Like our new Lou too. Toilet cleaner and a squirt gun all in one. 857 557 4LU. 857 557 4568 is our phone number. Uh, We gave uh, away earlier on the show today a four pack of tickets to the Chicago Auto Show. Uh, I have another pack of those as well. Four pack of tickets. To the Chicago Auto Show, the largest auto show in North America, February 10th through the 19th at McCormick Place. Uh, you can get tickets and info at ChicagoAutoShow.com. But I have four a four-pack of tickets for you. If you are the seventh texter uh, to text to eight five seven five five seven four Lou lu the uh, words Chevy, right? Because I love my Chevy. 7th uh, texture will get that four pack uh, for sure. 8575574Lou 8, 5, 7, 5, 5, 7, 8575574568. This is Diane in Wisconsin. Diane, good morning.
9: Good morning,
6: Lou. Thank you for taking my call. Um I have a problem. I've got three or four old floor lamps. Um they're the kind that have there's three regular Edison bulbs around the center and in the, in the center of it there's a, a great big bulb with a great big, um, what do you call it, the thing that you screw in?
3: Uh, a, a great, You've got three floor socket. socket, okay. A
6: great, a great big socket. And I can't find any of the big bulbs with the big sockets anymore.
3: Uh, those are called old Edison bulbs, and mm-hmm. um, they do still make those bulbs bulbs but you probably where do you live in wisconsin diane west bend i love west bend um have you been to the hardware store
6: oh they don't have them here at our ace here
3: okay how about is there an electrical supply store near you
6: i'm not sure i'd have to look it up
3: okay because um the so those those sockets are very, still very popular although it's changing but older the old mercury outdoor fixtures that had these old mercury bulbs and um they they have the bigger socket and those bulbs should still be available i mean a lot of this stuff is transitioning but i also do know that they make an adapter that you can screw into that larger socket to then get to oh. a medium-base bulb. Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. Let me look. And let me. I'm almost positive. Uh, let's see. So if I'm remembering this uh, socket to medium-base adapter, let me just see. Yep. So it's a mogul. It's called a mogul. That's what it's called. A mogul. M O G E L. Yeah, mogul to medium. And uh, I'm sure that it's. uh, Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, I'm. If you go to the Ace Hardware website, they have it. Mogul to medium base. Yeah, it's five bucks. Oh my gosh! You can. can, Oh, that's terrific. You go go to AceHardware.com. And uh, and and they can even tell you if the local Ace has it. In other words, they may not have the bulb, and the kid at the store maybe have never even heard of this. It's a mm-hmm. mogul to medium base socket reducer, four ninety nine mogul. I couldn't remember that. It was mogul.
1: Mogul
6: the base medium socket
3: reducer, or adapter. Reducer or adapter. Okay. Okay fabulous thank you so much you are you're a genius yeah well i wouldn't go so far as say that but you're kind you're kind thank <laughs> you you can call anytime diane anytime you okay. call <laughs> i will thank I you appreciate it eight five seven five five seven four lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number this is brian and fox like hey brian good morning
5: hey hi lou good morning long time listener first time caller thank
3: you so, so
5: yeah um So I was telling my wife how I love your show, and she says, why don't you call him up and ask him about uh, our toilet situation? And I heard you were talking about bathrooms before the break, and I go, oh, this would be the perfect time. So here it goes. you probably heard this before, and I've tried a solution already of putting vinegar or bleach in the toilet bowl, but we have a black film that won't go away in the toilet bowl. So it just comes back. A
3: film or a rim? a ring
5: it's like a film it's like if you take toilet paper and go down there after it's flushed i can actually like remove it with just toilet paper okay and then it goes away but and when we uh,
3: open up the lid would you lit- call
5: it a film or would you call it a ring
3: no i would call it a film and if i open up the okay. uh tank how clean is that tank
5: mm it's hard to say. I got to admit to this one. I didn't do the vinegar the way my wife did. Okay. Here's
3: what, here's what I would do. I would start with um, cleaning the tank. And so how old is the okay. toilet, by the way?
5: Um, uh, they're not that old. I'd say, you know, probably five to seven years old. All
3: right. Then, then you know, sometimes with really old toilets, the fill valve can start to deteriorate. Yeah. And that can be what leads the, uh, the, the that kind of you know um, deterioration that then goes in there. But what I would do is take the lid off, okay. take a brush, yeah. a toilet brush or something, yeah. and even just use oh, any, we haven't done that okay. any kind of cleaner inside there. Um, you could use um, mm. uh, I mean, quite frankly, you could use dish soap, a little dish soap in there. And, oh, okay. and scrub the sides, all the pieces and parts. The side, you're going to see that it's going to uh-huh. get brown, and you're going to clean it all up. Yeah. Clean the fill valve. Anything that, take the flapper off and clean all that in there, and then flush it a few times until that water is mm-hmm. nice and clean. Now, the other thing is, there could be some mildew underneath the rim of the toilet where the, um, where the uh, holes are under the rim. And if you take a... Mm-hmm. coat hanger and you bend the end of it you take it apart and take and go into each one of those holes like you're a dentist and mm-hmm. uh, scrub all that stuff out while you flush it and use the cleaner inside there and then give that a shot for uh you know once it's all clean a couple days and i bet you'll solve the problem just by cleaning the tank
5: so should I uh, empty the tank and shut off the water and clean it while it's empty? I would cl- I would it flush it
3: halfway because the water will help you scrub it, but then you'll flush it, and then you can shut off the water so you can see what you're cleaning, you know, okay. and then turn it okay. back on and flush it all out.
5: Okay. All right, we'll try this. All right, well, thank you very much. I'll give it a shot. I
3: got it. I appreciate you calling this morning. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Nobody gets
1: out of this place without in the blues.
9: Hi, my name is Tina
12: And I live on the river
0: And my floors are squeaking And my tile's starting to crack What blues do you have this Saturday morning? And it's so hard You're in luck Lou Manfredini's here to take your calls live all morning long Now back to your host Right here on House Smarts Radio
10: I got this call from Brenda. I went <laughs> to pick her up. Welcome back. I had a blowout, and my mom's car got shot
3: up. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. and it's
13: so hard.
3: I wish you could see my producer. She's having like a moment when she listens to this music. Uh, who doesn't? Uh, who, you. Do- who doesn't, right? Who doesn't? <laughs> underrated movie too by the way right uh underrated so good so good you guys what
0: andy gets it andy gets
3: it yeah he's hip he's hip that way i'm hip that way yeah and you will
0: too we all i gotta
3: do is rent it i'll watch it
0: 5.99 no do you have disney plus i think it's on disney plus
3: i do have disney plus
0: Mm, i thought is it it
3: on there is it a Disney I'll movie?
0: D- I'll, I'll check Double for ya. check. Double
3: check. Can you call your people? Uh, oh, by the way, congrats to Fran and Winthrop Harbour. She won the auto show tickets. And uh, Carolyn Crystal Lake says, there's an arrow on the screen near your high fivers. And if you press the arrow on that stuff, it'll all go away. It'll swipe it all away. I was talking about Peloton and people high fiving me. Make oh. it go away. I don't want anybody to know I'm on the bike. Who's the old guy that's not pedaling fast enough? That's what I'm worried about. They're going to judge me. I don't want any need judgers. 857-557-4LU. 857 This is John in LaGrange. John, good morning.
16: Hey, good morning, Lou. How are you?
3: I'm well, sir. What's going on?
16: Thanks for taking my call. My daughter has a problem with um, pigeons. She's on the second floor. She walks out. She can't walk out her back door Um they're all over, and and it's a, a wooden stairway going up to the back. Okay. And she says she's tried everything, so I figured I'll give you a call.
3: Um, she goes out the back door. Is it like a back porch?
16: Yes, it's a small back porch with just stairs that go down
3: and a railing, and the the, and on the pigeons on the railing.
16: The pigeons are on the floor. They're they're like level with her walkway when she walks in. Oh wow! There's like a little there's like a little I want to say like a cubby hole where she has like a dustpan and uh, broom, and they seem to gather there. They're on her neighbor's um, gutter next door, and they just seem to congregate at her back door I, okay for some reason or another
3: and so if i walk out of her back door is there mm-hmm. is there like a little is it like a little uh like a little landing with a back porch and a rail yes
16: it's there's a landing there okay there there is a landing with
3: a railing because you said she's on the second floor correct
16: Yes, there's a railing also, sure.
3: Okay, and is it a, uh, I'm just trying to picture this, I come out her back door, is the little porch with the railing to the right or the left where the stairs are?
16: To the right.
3: Okay. and to the right. and There's that,
16: stairs going up, and then you could take the stairs going down. Okay. Both have railings.
3: Okay. So I want you to get a little fishing line, a roll of fishing line and some small galvanized Uh nails and then on the post that is holding the rail right the stairs going up and then there's a rail in the post i want you to put a little nail and put a fishing line going across a couple inches above the railing and then return it back towards the house maybe you're going to put a little nail or something in the mortar if it's brick or wood and do that. Mm-hmm. Do it a couple of times. So then go up another six inches, run the fishing line, come across. You know what I mean? Go. Up, so what I want you uh-huh. to do is make a clear. You're not gonna see it because it's thin fishing line, but the pigeons right. will, and okay. they won't want to put get
16: this on the railing. This goes on the railing?
3: This goes above the... and if I'm assuming they can't fit through the pickets of the railing, but maybe they can. Okay. In other words, I'm just trying to create some little bit of an obstruction for their eyes to say, I don't want to get caught in that wire. I'm not going to go there. Okay. And, now,
16: what about on the... Um, how about on the landing itself? I mean...
3: Well, I mean, the thing is, with the staircase, we can't, you know, you can't put the fishing line across that because you need to be able to use the staircase.
16: No, exactly. But what I'm saying is, when you exit her her back door, just to the left, there's like a cubbyhole where they seem to congregate also. Can I,
3: is there a way to create something with the fishing line like that?
16: Yeah, maybe. maybe. Y-
3: even just temporarily, like if you, the whole idea is that, you know rodents, which is what a pigeon is, it's a flying rodent, right. they're all creatures mm-hmm. of habit, and they know that, hey, I like this cubbyhole, whatever's going on over there, I like it. If we make it uncomfortable yeah, right. for them and a- after a few days, they're going to be like, "I don't want to go there anymore. let's go somewhere else
16: uh, okay, okay
3: try the fishing so, try okay. the try the fishing line trick. it should work.
16: All right, very good. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate it. You
3: got it. Be well. Eight five seven five five seven four. Lou, let's do this. We'll take a quick break and then uh, John and uh, uh, actually uh, Kim and Betty. Hang on a second. We'll get to your phone calls right after these messages.
0: Morning. Accidentally,
13: some candle wax was spilled on my laminate I kitchen river, floor.
0: Oh, Don't I know how to fix it.
1: In the bathroom on the first floor, there are some black spots appearing on the wall and on the
10: grout. Well,
14: I got a real problem.
10: Do we need to sand it? Do we need to prime my it? My big
7: is falling out of my canoe. valve. Hey,
0: hey, hey, there's no <laughs> booing here. We are Louin because it's Saturday morning and Lou Manfredini is standing by, ready to help. So wipe those eyes, pick up the phone, and stay tuned in to Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. <laughs>
3: Welcome back.
0: 857. Eight like, uh, Justin, like, controversy?
3: No. Well,
0: what? you know, since Britney's book came out.
3: Oh, right. And she
0: threw him under the bus. Right. Yeah, like, the anything. Su- all the Britney supporters are. Because he just came out with this new song, apparently. And oh. Did you I know that? I did not. Well, that's the thing. Because, like, who. It's Justin Timberlake. Usually he comes out with a song and it's, you know, the biggest news of the biggest talk of the town. And...
3: Why is it not the nope, biggest talk of the town? Because
0: everybody, because he's kind of irrelevant now. Nobody really likes
3: him. Really?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I thought he's doing like a whole concert in New York for free.
0: Well, right. Why is he doing it for free? Does he need to do that? Does Justin need to do that? No. He really needs to get his name back in the game.
3: <laughs> well, maybe he's just trying to be nice.
0: Um... Maybe. How about,
3: can we, nice can before. we, can I, can we allow people when they're younger to make mistakes? We all, we all well, have stuff. We all have things in our past, in our closets that we're not necessarily proud of. How old is it Justin Timberlake now?
0: I don't know. 43. How
3: old was he when he was dating Britney?
0: 23.
3: Okay. So can, can we talk about what you were doing at 23?
0: Well, he needs to make a statement. The Britney supporters are really mad.
3: You think he's just not, He's just,
0: they are or you are? No, not me. Oh, me? Oh, you, you love Brittany. I do love Brittany. 857
3: 557 This is Kim in Chicago. Hi, Kim. Hey.
12: Hi. Can you hear me?
3: I can hear you just fine.
12: Oh, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm so excited to talk to you. How okay. may I help you? Uh, I'll hurry up. Um... So we rent an apartment and our bathtub is not draining or it's draining really slowly. And um, our landlord's busy or not really responsive right now. And I'm just wondering if there's anything that we can do on our own to fix it. We tried plunging it once and then just a bunch of crap came up. So (laughs) I'm like, now we're not draining and we're standing in filth. So... I just wondered if there's, and then I heard the tool library, and I'm like, should we be trying to do this? But neither one of us really know what we're doing. Okay. So,
3: so let me ask you this. It's a tub? Yeah. Okay. And is there a stopper in the tub or no? Uh,
12: no. Okay. But that's another part of the question. So, you know, in the hole that the water goes down, the drain,
2: yeah. there's
12: like, I don't know if it's old, but it looks like there's a, a silver part that sticks up. Mm-hmm. So I often can't f- find a lint catcher that will go over that.
3: Right. Right. Okay. First of all, when you look down in that drain, um, it's probably full of hair, which is the number one thing in the, and if you were to take a pair of like little pinchers, pliers, or, do you, or you, actually, do you have any tweezers? Yeah, but we don't see anything. Okay, that's good. All right, so here's two things I want you to try. The plunging okay. the plunging, should work, but you have to cover the overflow vent with a damp rag. Now, do you live in your apartment with somebody? Yes, husband. A- husband. Have your husband or you take a damp washcloth. And where that silver overflow is on the tub, you know the thing in front of the drain below the faucet. Below, when you're standing oh, in the wait. shower and you're sta- yeah. you know, and you're looking where the drain is up on the side of the tub. There's like a silver thing that maybe has a lever or used to have a lever, but it's like a silver plate on the tub.
12: Okay. Okay.
3: Okay. Underneath there, there's some holes. The reason okay. those are there is if you overfill the tub. It would drain it and go. When you're plunging, if you don't cover those holes, the plunging doesn't do anything.
12: Okay, so the plunge, but the plate has nothing to
3: do with the crap coming back up, right? It does, because we want the crap coming back up. So here's what I want you to do. Since you said you're not super handy, in a perfect world, you take that cover off and jam a rag in that pipe. But since you said that's not what you want to do, take a damp rag. And then okay. with your fingers, you're going to cover that vent with a hand and you're going to hold your fingers on the bottom to plug those holes, okay? Got it, got it. While you're uh-huh. you're holding that or your husband's holding that, someone else is going to plunge. Put some water in the tub and plunge back and forth. And even more crap is going to come up. And I don't want you okay. to let that crap go down the drain. I want you to scoop it out with a pair of gloves and put it in a bag. Okay. Because you're going to throw it away. Okay. See if that works. Okay. Now, if that works, okay. we're golden. You don't have to do anything else. If you would like to try something that will dissolve it, one of my favorite products, it's called InstaFlow. Flow. Okay. Are you holding up traffic in, your, in the car? with your? Where are you turning? Me? Yeah, you're going left, no, are you going I'm, left or right? No, I'm
12: in front of the Y parked illegally. Um, no, no. We got our the fla- blinkers
3: are on. Flashes are on. Good. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Illegally parked while you talk to me on House Marts radio. I love that. Um, so um, Instaflow, it comes in these chips, okay? So what you're okay. going to do is you're going to run some hot water in the drain, and warm up the drain, okay? And it's going to slowly drain a little bit. Then once the water drains down, you're going to pour these chips over the drain, and it's going to make like a little pile. Prior to that, you're going to boil a quart of water in a saucepan. Okay. You're going to carefully walk over with the boiling water, and with the pile of chips, you're going to pour the boiling water over the chips. Don't put your nose over it because it's quite a pungent smell. And it's going to snap, crackle, and pop as it dissolves. You're going to let it sit in that drain for 90 seconds. And then you're going to pour the rest of the boiling water down and run the hot water. And it's, you'll never have to call your landlord again. Wow. But you think I should do the other thing first? Yeah, because then you can probably solve it like that if you pull all that, as you put it, crap out of there. It should work.
12: And the Instaflow Ace Hardware? Yes, ma'am. Okay, can I just tell you, I love how clear you are for us simple folk. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That's so
3: nice. I'm happy to help you, and I realize that, you know, a lot of times these repairs are easy. You just have to understand exactly the process.
12: Okay, I'm going to try it. Thank you so much.
3: Be careful. Follow the label instructions before you do that. I like that. That's very nice. That's a nice lady. I don't, I I mean, you know, uh, I was talking... I don't know, but I was talking to somebody,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, sometimes we get these callers and you'll even say to me like, oh, you're so patient. Right. And, um, and I just, I realized that so much of the stuff that we do in our homes and you and I have talked about this, you know, when you have stuff that you'll ask me questions about, you just got to understand how it works. And there's a lot you can do yourself. I am the first person to tell you that a lot of times you need professional help. There's areas where you need pros to come in and do the work. Absolutely 100%. But, you know, a situation like this woman, you know, that her, her land... Well, I mean, if I was your landlord, I would be there to fix it because I'm very responsive. But if you want to do that, you can do that yourself. And sometimes, like the plunging, nobody knows that that overflow valve, you're plunging away and the air is just shooting out of there. And you're like, why isn't this working? Well, you're not directing the pressure where it needs to go. And it's just that one little tip that you're like, huh. You know, I told you the story that years ago... When we sold uh, a house that we were living in, the day before the closing, the oven stopped working—the double oven that was only like five years old—and I called and the ice maker. So we, of course, we have to get this fixed. So uh, and it was the app. To, uh, called Apple Appliance. They came and they brought the new ice maker. And you know, it was—I didn't have time to do it because whatever, everything's going on. And the guy goes, uh, "Are you going to be home? Yeah, because I'm going to need help pulling that double oven out." Goes, "Sure." So he comes and you know it's heavy, and we pull this thing out. And he looks at it, and he goes, click. And he hits this reset button, and it goes back on. I go, that's it? And he Goodness. looks at me, and he goes, now you know.
0: <laughs> right? And you've never forgotten it. No
3: way, Jose. <laughs> no way have I forgotten that. Hey, how about this? I've got one more pack, four pack of tickets for the Chicago Auto Show, the largest auto show in North America, February 10th through the 19th at McCormick Place. Uh, get tickets and info at ChicagoAutoShow.com. How about this? The seventh texter to eight five seven five five seven four five six eight eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. That um, texts the word um, bathtub. What well, we were just talking about a bathtub.
0: About the auto show?
3: Well, I mean. How about beep beep? Beep beep. The seventh beep beep. <laughs> The, uh, the seventh texter, 857 557 4 Lou, to text the word beep-beep, the words beep-beep, will win the four-pack of tickets. It's 9.30 in the morning. We need to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Dave Schwan.
0: Time for Just Text Me. How do you do this? Maybe it's your
5: fingernails. It's easy, look.
0: It's that easy. And send. Now back to your host, Lou Manfredini and House Smarts Radio. It's so- Remember um,
3: how old you were when you got your first cell phone?
0: You know, I was just talking about this with my college girlfriends. Um, I think oh, yeah, I was you 20, got
3: together with your college girlfriend. Twenty-two, right? That you had, right that, yeah, you're twenty-two. Yeah, you didn't. I, mean, get, I was. You got were, your first uh, cell phone when you I came so. out of college.
0: Well, they weren't really around <laughs> before. <laughs>
3: By the way, this is our Just Text Me segment sponsored by CenterGuard Plumbing, where you're just a text away from install today. Okay, wait. So you're two
0: eighty. So it was 21 mm-hmm. years ago. 22,
3: 21. 2000, that's 2000. You were 22 in 2004.
0: No. two twenty twenty two
3: 2002. 2002. Okay, excuse me. So you were 22 in 2002. Yeah, mm-hmm. so phones were...
0: Well, I mean,
3: they had been around, but not... And they were not smartphones back then. No. Nope. My point is, do you remember texting where you had to do the... You had to do, like, push the button three times to have a K or an L?
0: Oh, y- Right? Yes, do you remember until that? Until I got my sidekick. Do you remember the sidekicks? The, that was, like, the first The flipped sm- up, smartphone.
3: right? That had the... Yeah. But it was wasn't like, a smartphone. It was
0: but it had a keyboard that was it like had a first, keyboard but yes right. i remember when you had to be like a a b d a b c
3: yeah i used to have this i remember i had this little nokia phone they made this tiny little phone that is kind of ironic for a guy with these meat hooks that i have for hands that i mean literally i could wrap my hands around this phone twice and when you would text people you were like you know what it wasn't you still called people then You didn't text as much. But once they did the keyboards, you were golden.
0: Oh, like a BlackBerry. Remember the Blackberries Uh too? Yeah. Oh, those were real highbrow.
3: Yeah. I remember I had a type of cell phone. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was a BlackBerry. It had a screen, and the keyboard was on the screen, but the screen clicked. So the screen, not like, you know, how we're the iPhone, the screen is uh, part of the phone. You know, it's all touch. This, when you would hit it, you had you felt the screen move that you made the clicking. Both Mary Beth and I had that phone. I think it was a BlackBerry.
0: I think it was a BlackBerry.
3: Yeah. 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 Anyway, no matter how you text us and no matter where you text us from, this is our Just Text Me segment sponsored by CenterGuard Plumbing. What do you got for me?
0: All right. Lou, there is a strong metallic smell coming from the floor register in the back bedroom of a raised ranch. We had the furnace inspected. No problem was found. The smell smell when both furnace or air conditioner are running. Where could this nasty smell be coming from?
3: Just in one bedroom. It's got to be something with um, the feed coming to that room. Um, what I'd be curious about is let's test it by, let's take the cover off and stuff like a towel or something in there to keep it from blowing and see if we can recreate the smell in another room. If you cover that and don't allow allow any airflow out of there, it should make the pressure go to another spot, to another room. And if that happens and you smell it over there, then I'm thinking that it must be something going on in the trunk line, the main trunk line leading to that, that may need to be taken apart um, to inspect what's going on. The metallic smell is funny. Uh, I'm not quite sure. All I can think of is that if it's a raised ranch, if those, if the ductwork is in the ground, it could be that the that it's deteriorated and it has water in it. And that when it flows, it's picking up that smell, and that's the odor you're getting. So, you may need to have somebody put a camera down there, like a, a plumbing camera, but they can do it for ductwork as well to see if the integrity of the venting is still sound.
0: Okay, just really quick side note: I'm there's like a battle of this is my favorite text battle on your on my line on your line between Justin and Brittany. <laughs> All these people are going, oh, Justin, Britney's irrelevant. Oh no, Justin! Wow.
3: Oh, oh, people are God. texting about Britney and Justin. Yes, wow. I on love House it. smarts is, Radio. Mm-hmm. That, no wonder you're not really paying attention. No,
0: <laughs> no, I'm like really invested in this. Justin, by the way, hosting SNL tonight or er, guest? I'm sorry, he's performing on SNL. Typically, he hosts, but not tonight. You know, what? I don't know why people.
3: He's irrelevant.
0: That's right. Lou, we just had a new garage apron installed this summer. What can we use on it to melt snow and ice that will not damage the concrete?
3: Use a, a magnesium chloride. So there's there's two different uh, chemicals that are more mild on outdoor surfaces. Magnesium and calcium. Calcium chloride works at a lower temperature. So if it's really, really cold... I think the calcium goes down to like negative 25, I believe. Magnesium chloride is good for like 10 degrees. Um, maybe magnesium is, yeah, I think I have that right. I'm trying to picture the bags. Anyway, the magnesium chloride, I believe, is not as aggressive as the calcium chloride. Use that on the apron and go sparingly. This is the thing that the biggest mistake that everybody makes with any ice smells they put too much. You know, like when you go to a mall and there is so much rock salt around places, like you're crunching as you're walking from the parking lot going in? I mean, they do that on purpose because they don't want anybody to slip and fall and say, they didn't put any ice melt down. So, I mean, I want to be the guy supplying them with the rock salt because you'd make a fortune because they just go, go, go. And they really don't care about the surface, but you do. Just go a little bit like you're lightly salting your eggs. I don't, I don't understand the question. <laughs> right, looking at you.
0: <laughs> um, at what temperature Wait. can I stop?
3: Last night we were talking about Ozempic. Okay. And, you know, Mike's son-in-law is a physician. Okay. And he was, t- he was telling us about the, how Ozempic works, you know, for, as uh-huh. a diabetes drug. But then the receptors, that whatever it is that makes you not feel hungry. So the whole idea yeah. when you take Ozempic is that it somehow mm-hmm. tells your body that you're not hungry and you just don't feel hungry and he's like going on you know whatever and at one point Mike goes i just don't understand what that feeling would be like.
0: <laughs> I get it. I don't understand the question. Please repeat. Uh-huh. Do you mean, Blue at you don't what feel temperature hungry? at what temperature can i stop letting my water drip at night to keep the pipes from freezing?
3: Oh, i mean if it's a problem area where you've had issues with it before if it's below freezing I would say if it's below 30 degrees, then drip. And if it's above 30 degrees, then you can stop. That would be my recommendation. That's our Just Text Me segment, sponsored by our friends over at Center Guard Plumbing, where you're just a text away from install today. 857 557 4 This is Betty in Tinley Park. Hi, Betty. Hi, Lou. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's going on?
17: So we put in a new tub in August, a new bathtub, and I am getting a horrible mildew smell coming from the drain. And I've tried the vinegar and baking soda and wait a wa- wait an hour and a gallon of hot water. Um, I've tried using a brush with um, pine saw on it. You can't get very far down, of course, in the bathtub drain, but um, I've tried that and it's good for about an hour, and then the smell comes back more and more and more. If I close the drain, I don't get the smell at all, but as soon as I open it, it's horrible.
3: Just in the drain of the tub?
17: Yes. It's new pipes, uh, PVC. My husband is certain that he did the P-trap properly but it's not a sewer smell it's mildew
3: Hmm. okay um are you home now yes are you in that bathroom can you be in that bathroom
17: i could be in that bathroom tell me when you're there i'm there
3: okay go to the vanity sink yeah and stick your nose in that drain
17: well i wish i was an elephant and had a nose that went down
3: farther it's like like my favorite speed joke from john the one that i want to win the the one the one i I want to you know the joke about the elephant the elephant sees the naked man in the forest he says it's cute but can it pick up peanuts that's a funny joke
17: it is um no i'm not
3: smelling it down there okay um Uh I'm having my own little show in my head. Anyway, uh <laughs> the overflow on the uh, the overflow on the tub. Yeah. Have we taken that apart yet? Yeah. And have we put the brush in the pine saw down there?
17: Um yeah, it doesn't work very well because it's kind of a flat.
3: And this tub is a first floor tub or a second floor tub second so there's no i mean to your point if your husband did all this and did the p-trap right nothing's leaking right
17: nothing's leaking yeah
3: the mildew no we would
17: have water in the ceiling and the family correct
3: right 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 And you're not having any of that so then we know the peach so in it like you said it's not a sewer smell it's a mildew smell yes um i have to believe that well we need it we need a more flexible brush and i think you need to come at it from you know, the thing is, the that smell, you got to get to the trap and clean that pipe that's there. Does this bathroom get used a lot? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Have we changed soap or shampoo or anything like that? No. No. Um, okay. Take the overflow off, and we need a more flexible, longer brush to get down... You know, because that'll take you to the trap. That that overflow leads you right to the trap, and then that that waste and vent from the tub is that horizontal pipe. There's a T right there, and any of that odor, if it's not a sewer smell, is from the P-trap up, and it could be it could be something with one of the rubber washers. Uh, your husband's there. Did that? Is the drain assembly a brass assembly or plastic? Uh,
5: PVC, but it's a slit. It's not the round one. You know, it's a new color.
3: Got it. Okay. Um, You got to clean those pipes and see there's something in there that is causing that smell. And if it's not sewer, it's got to be in those pipes. That's all I can think of.
5: And what product uh, besides baking soda or
3: pine I would just salt? I would I, I would use Pine saw, but I would use a brush that can get you all the way to that trap. Since you put it together, right? You understand how it all works, and you know where you got to go, and so you just got to find the right brush uh, that can get in there and clean it. Um, they make a drier brush, you know, for a. Uh, um, for cleaning dryer vents, that's on a flexible. It has a flexible um, shaft, and those. I, bet
17: I could get that at my neighborhood eight. Well, door. but
3: what? hear, but hear me out. The brush is too big, so you would oh. have to modify it by cutting it um, and make the brush smaller to fit into the pipe.
17: Smaller diameter.
3: Correct. Okay. So you got to make it. You got to cut it to fit properly in there, but. Clean that and get both those pipes cleaned, and that should solve the problem. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, uh, by the way, Casey in Chicago is the winner. Break is uh, the winner of our um, three pack of the auto tickets.
0: Four pack hey, and of the our auto last tickets. caller, and she will when be our take, last caller. Oh, when and I you take him after the break.
3: When I take him after, the it's hard. Casey could have gone both ways. Yep, you're right. right. Sorry about that, Casey. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
16: What was
13: that? All I did was turn on the water.
14: That doesn't sound good. Okay, so the plumbing's not perfect. We'll get it fixed. It's not the end of the world.
0: You're tuned in to Lou. He's standing by ready to help, so let's get to it. Now back to your host, right here on House Smarts Radio. Whoa, black Betty, bam, lamb. Whoa, black
7: Betty, bam, lamb. Black Betty had a child.
3: Welcome back. 857 <laughs> 557 4 857-557-4568 is our phone number. This is Casey in Chicago. Hey, Casey, good morning.
8: Hey, good morning. Yes, um, I purchased the ThermaTru door from a lumberyard in Glenview. Okay. And, and I'm calling because of uh, two things. One, you know, there's no storm guard out in front of it, and we purchased it with the oval window. And at the bottom of the interior molding of the window, I saw water leaking through. You know, after it rained. And um, the other thing is, there seems to be a draft, you know, coming um, alongside the the from the locks down on the key side, and and the door sticks at the bottom during the cold spell. It stuck. Extra hard where we yeah. have to use our shoulder to push the door in. Yeah. Now it's still kind of sticking where you have to give it a little push.
3: Who installed this door?
8: Uh, well, I saw you know uh, you know a door installer. You okay, know. not you. I can get. No, no, no. Right yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: Well, I saw a door well
8: installer two... on the street that does business with the lumber yard.
3: Got it. Well, my... So real quick on the on the door getting stuck. We had a caller earlier about like how their windows performed during that really cold snap. I mean, houses move, mm-hmm. and when we get that really cold snap, it probably moved, which is why the thing is sticking. And you know, a lot of times, doors in the winter versus the summer will react a little differently. Now, that doesn't mean that the door doesn't need a little adjusting, um, which mm-hmm. is con- you know not uncommon that that occurs. But the leaking
8: yeah.
3: is—you uh, said the leaking is coming from the window
8: yeah so at the the molding that uh, goes around the oval window right. at the bottom i saw water coming down because i noticed a wet mark at the uh, threshold and i'm thinking well, oh, geez maybe we just kicked in some snow and then as i was sitting on the stairs in front of the door i could see the water dripping down and it doesn't it didn't happen each time and you know again we don't have a storm door yet i guess the storm would take care of it but but you know it shouldn't be leaking. No,
3: no. At this point, so that is a Thermatrue door warranty issue. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. door shouldn't leak from the window, right? And so, you know, the way that uh, is it a fiberglass door? Yes. Okay.
8: Yeah, the pure smooth.
3: Yeah, so they, painted. you know, they they build these doors and then they cut that hole and then they put that window in and, and basically squeeze it in on both sides and it should be caulked and mm-hmm. uh, the trim and everything should yeah. be sealed. I mean, it's not a, it's not a porthole on a ship, but it shouldn't leak like that. Right. And what I would do is go back to the lumberyard, sure. tell them about mm-hmm. this issue, and then they will. That Thermatrue has technical people on the road in the area that will come by and take a look at it. And, you know, you can make a warranty claim that they'll either swap out that window or repair the window, you know, make sure that it's installed properly or maybe even swap out the slab. Mm -hmm. But that's a warranty. That's a warranty claim, Casey, that you should make on that door. Congrats on the auto show tickets. By the way, Casey's our last call sponsored by, Mitsubishi Electric. When heating and cooling your home, Mitsubishi Electric is the last call you need to make. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to House Smarts Radio. I so appreciate it. We'll be back next week uh, with more House Smarts Radio. Lindsay, nice job this morning. Andy, Dave Schwan, always nice to be with you. And Bob Ferguson for pushing all the buttons. Don't forget, if you need more information about it in and around your home, go to youtube.com slash housemarts TV. Have a great weekend, everybody. You'll hear us next week.